to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And can we all just agree that April 1st is not the appropriate day to be releasing actual news to the public? Yeah, I think we can. Although apparently, uh, big fucking companies can't agree. I d- what? Just what? Why would you think that's an appropriate day? You can't just wait one more day or plan ahead and announce it the day before. It's just yeah, so I, dumb. It's not like companies don't have like schedules of when they're going to promote all of their shit yeah. and announce things. And yeah. It's not like they wake up and go, oh, fuck, as they're taking a shit. I forgot to say this. <laughs> yeah. Let's get that out now. Yeah, right now. It doesn't matter that today no one would take anything seriously or questions everything. It's ridiculous. So on the day that everyone just assumes everything is fake, Mm -hmm. nothing is real, the world is the Matrix. Yes. On April 1st. That's correct. Companies still decide to go, you know, let's let's release some information. HBO had some information. We'll talk talk about it a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But like, aside from it being a hell for our podcast, having to, (laughs) anybody's really, who covers news. Yeah. Having to decipher between what's, what's a joke and what's not until they fucking say it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very like weird to me that they would have real news on one day. It's not going to change the world to wait a day for anybody to have real news. Yeah. I mean, within yeah, like movies and games and stuff like that. Not like, oh, there was a tornado that leveled an entire city. Like, okay, yeah, maybe put that out. Yeah, that's but, necessary. But make it very clear yeah. this is not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put, like, casting news, or this game is happening, or this movie is not happening. Also, um, along the same vein, attention everyone who's putting out April Fool's joke articles. At least try to make it believable. Yeah. That's another thing, is, like, I feel like jokes are, like, just, they're so bad now that, like, maybe just that you just, the older you get, the more you doubt all of the jokes you see. Yes. Or potential jokes that's you see. true maybe we're but a i more. just feel like i just automatically go oh yeah okay so that's fake yeah that's fake 100 that's fake that's why it's like a ripple one is like oh well no that that one is not fake yeah so maybe that's the joke yeah is that you got tricked into now something being real you're tricked into thinking twice about things yeah. that you shouldn't have to the only thing i could think would be a strategy for like you know a movie studio or something like that is like if they have news that may be negative and they want to lower the impact of that news being negative on them, it is like... Make it part of a... Throw it out that day so people go, oh, well, that's a good joke, and then like move on with their life. Yeah. And then like a portion of society doesn't even hear the news right. or doesn't think much of it, and then it just kind of gets lost in the, the shuffle that's true. of the day. True. On the other hand, um, I saw one that was like... Uh, Brie Larson replacing Gina Carano in The Mandalorian. And it was like somebody had photoshopped Brie Larson's face, but not all of her face. She They had left Gina Carano's jawline. It just was bad. And it was like, <laughs> that's not... No. First of all, just no. That yeah. wouldn't happen. And second of all, at least try. Like, do the whole face. Well, you <laughs> say that wouldn't happen, but to be honest, I obviously I... I saw that one and I was like, yeah, that's definitely a fake Yeah. One. But it is believable that it could happen, right? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, Disney's pretty clear that they're okay using their actors and all of their franchises at this point, right? 
They're yeah. kind of they're kind of double dipping now. I guess right? to me they're it was just around. like an immediately that's not and believable. Though. She's a really big Star Wars fan, so yeah. it's not. I think she even said in interviews and stuff that she wants to be in the Star Wars universe at some yeah. point. Yeah, I just to me that so, was like an immediate. No. I could believe it. Okay, but obviously I didn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you believed it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I believed it could happen. Got it. <laughs> but it wasn't happening. Okay. Well, to each their own. <laughs> to each their own. I thought it was a really bad joke because I was like, well, there's, that's not a thing. It mm. just wouldn't ever happen. Yeah. I, we'll probably see her in a, a Metroid movie before we would see her in... Well, I don't know about that, actually. Nintendo's pretty anti-Metroid, it feels like, lately. So, yeah. who knows if they have any plans for a movie. Yeah. I just feel like she has movie, more movies ahead of her. So, I would be surprised if she moved to TV or, yeah, I, I mean, guess, streaming. Captain Marvel 2, Captain Marvel 3. There you go. That, that's <laughs> two movies right there. Okay. I guess I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, okay. April Fool's did happen. Yes. It's over. All the jokes are out. Mm-hmm. And all the real news apparently is also out. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we got less real news because it was all clogged up with jokes. Yeah. We'll make the best of what we can, what we have, but it does feel like it was a lighter week. Yes. So, let's get into it, huh? Yes, let's. let's. get into our movies and TV releases this week. Yeah, so starting off our new releases, Amazon Prime has um, an Amazon Prime original limited series called Them. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, Twitter describes this as a ripoff of us and get out. So when you say Twitter, does that just mean like a collective of people who collect- have watched it? A collective of people who claim to have either seen it or, uh, have evaluated it based on whatever. But I mean, basically it's like a horror series ish. Okay. But based on the few screenshots and slight clips I saw, I was like, yeah, okay, I can see Oh, yeah, that. we saw the trailer. I it, also, looked, it looked very much like us. Yeah, I saw another thing that was like, this This looks like if someone who's never seen us described us. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Isn't and, there a show called This Is Us? Yes, there is. So I want to see a knockoff of that. Yeah, I think that's like a... This Is Them. Yeah, This Is Them. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's like a touchy-feely, heartwarming show, though. Like a family show. Well, that would make it even better when it's completely changed. Yeah, that's true. For the worse, apparently. Yeah. So, obviously, I I haven't seen Us or Them or Get Out, so I have no evidence of any of it. I'm just relaying the message. What about Come In? Have you seen that one? No. Okay. (laughs) That's the next series. Yeah. Um, all right, and on Disney Plus, Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode four, obviously. Mm-hmm. Excited about that. And on HBO Max, we have Primal, the cartoon or animated series by Gendy, Gendy Tartakovsky. Season 1B comes up on, comes out on April 6th, so I'm sure you'll be excited for that. I didn't actually realize there was more to the season. So I thought that was the whole season. I thought it was a really short season, so yeah. I must have... <laughs> I had no Just seen half of it then. Yeah, I didn't know either. So, so I guess happy birthday to me. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> happy early birthday. So that's cool. I'll get to watch some more of that. I yeah. really enjoyed that. We Definitely. had a review on it back in the day, like I think 
early in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Also has The New Mutants on April 10th, for anybody who hasn't seen that yet. So, fuck us for having already purchased it, but you know what? <laughs> I laughed as soon as I fucking yeah. saw that. I was like, we waited so fucking long. Yeah. Saw it for 10 bucks on Microsoft Store. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. I'll get it. Yeah. And then, boom. Yep. Here we uh, are. Shortly after it's announced for HBO yeah. Max. Yeah. I want to say it was like a week later or yeah. something. It was ridiculous. Uh, whatever. It's fine. That's what happens. Um, also, uh, I think this is a series called The Nevers. This comes out on April 11th on HBO Max. And it's about Victorian women who have some special abilities. And they're called The Touched. Were they touched by angels? I don't think so. It's not clear who they were touched by. Okay. <laughs> the trailer gave me a vibe of like a uh, True Blood kind of a deal with okay. the mystery, whatever, spell shit in the background. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Like there's some secret society of fairies or some shit it felt like. Right, yeah. I could see that. It makes sense. All right. And Hulu has a movie called Girl. This came out in 2020. This drops on April 5th. And it's a story about a woman who is trying to get revenge on some people, and it's a thriller. So, that shit looks like it's pretty action-packed, at least from the trailer. Yeah, it looks like somebody killed her father, and they need to prepare to die. <laughs> yeah, her name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> um, she may or may not go by something else throughout the movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also on Hulu... April 11th is Knuckle Dust, which is a movie about some cops who break into like a fighting ring situation and they end up having to fight their way through several levels. Yeah, it just looks like a over the top, hyper violent yes. movie. Yeah. It was like fighters, assassins, goons, or whatever. It was like in the yeah. plot summary of all these enemies they're going to have to go against. Yeah. So it it kind of had me feeling like it was similar to uh, what we just watched recently, boss level, but like. Oh, okay. Obviously, no time loop situation. Right. Okay. Um, and if you're into fighting, head on over to Peacock. WWE WrestleMania 37 is available on April 10th and 11th on Peacock. I assume you have to pay for that, right? Uh, or is it available if it, you have the service? It was not clear to me okay. the answer to that. <laughs> so. Well, I know they had, like, when they did their merging for the WWE app, it was content would be within peacock because you were already paying for that content but now you're just paying through peacock yeah but this kind of thing i don't know if that's ever been included in that kind of a setup so yeah i I was not clear so we'll have to find out yeah we'll have (laughs) to ask sabrina and leslie yeah our wrestling consultants yeah our wrestling (laughs) consultants um and netflix has thunder force april 9th this is the um Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer film where they become superheroes. It's going to be a comedy, I, I'm i sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just expect yeah. Melissa McCarthy's humor, right? Yeah, it, definitely. Wasn't the other movie... Was, didn't she just do another one that was on Amazon? Or... No, it was HBO Max. She did that Something Intelligence. Yeah. The AI whatever fucking yes. movie. Or, um, yes. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. And also, for people who like anime, Netflix coming through with the anime, as usual. This one's called The Way of the House Husband. <laughs> it's in, obviously based on a manga, and it's a Netflix original. A, the plot line is 
a Yakuza boss retires from Prime and becomes a house husband, and you can imagine the kind of hijinks he'll have to get into, trying to A, retire from the Yakuza, which seems impossible, mm-hmm. and B, become a house husband after just living as... I mean, it seems like an easy gig, because you would just have all your thugs and lackeys... Do your stuff. ...do all the stuff for you. But if he's retired, then does he have access to them anymore? I don't know. Anyway, so... See, it might be kind of fun to check out. I mean, I, I assume it's like the uh, president situation where you, you still get Secret Service following you everywhere you go. And, yeah, maybe. You know, you still get catered to for life after. That's a fair point. You know, it's like <laughs> practically the same thing, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yakuza, president of the United States, pretty much. <laughs> All right, moving into our delays. Uh, we have quite a bit, actually, this week mm-hmm. surprisingly mostly from sony yeah uh first off for hbo max mortal kombat is going to be delayed to april 23rd it was coming out april 16th it's about a week later i was disappointed by that yeah i'm curious why just a week yeah i wonder if it's just to better place it for separating or spreading out between you know they just had godzilla and verse kong so mm-hmm. maybe they're trying a little, a little bit more gap there the good news is it's only a week, though. It's not like we are yeah. used to hearing where, like, it's six months. <laughs> yeah. Before you know it, two years later. Yeah. Like, does this movie still exist? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, Sony's kind of doing the same thing. Uh, Uncharted is delayed by a week. So it's now be February 18th of 2022. Originally, was going to be February 11th. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. <laughs> no. The only person who might be surprised is Tom Holland. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, but I just told people the movie was going to be out on time. Yeah. Venom is delayed, the Let There Be Carnage sequel, also a week. So it'll be coming out September 24th instead of September 17th. Okay. Didn't they just announce that this was delayed like a week ago? Yeah, I feel like it wasn't that long ago that it was already delayed. And now they're delaying it again yeah. just by a week. I wonder if there's some big movie that they haven't announced yet that they know is going to come out on a certain weekend, which is causing this all to happen. It's possible. Only time will tell. Wasn't Morbius in the same exact scenario? Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't they delay that a big amount of time and then within a few days delay it again? Mm Mm-hmm. A little bit later? Yeah. I think that sounds correct. So they're doing it again with Venom? Yes. Okay. Maybe they just need, like, a new scheduling guy. Yeah, their scheduling guy (laughs) needs to think a little bit harder about it before he makes a decision. You literally have one job. (laughs) Maybe get them okayed before you go and announce them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And lastly, for delays, we have Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. This is the remake movie, Mm -hmm. the reboot, whatever you want to call it. It was going to be coming out in September, but now it's going to be coming out November 24th of this year. Okay, that's actually almost two months. October? No, it's almost three months, huh? September, October, November. Yeah. Yeah, it was the beginning of September, so yeah. Okay. Not surprised by that. Yeah. I know we had talked about like because they they just finished filming whatever I feel like a few months ago, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, how are they going to possibly be done that yeah. soon? Yeah. With CGI and all that stuff. It's but, also you know just such a good theme for a Thanksgiving movie. Right. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't delay it to like October. Yeah. 
It's literally like a... Maybe if they get it together, they'll like move it up to October, so it'll be more timely. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, yes, a handful of delays. Luckily, a lot of them are still coming out soon. Uh, Black Adam finally got a release date of July 29th, 2022, so we will be expecting that next year. Okay. A little over a year from that. Uh, Rick and Morty Season 5 is apparently going to debut on Adult Swim in June. This is very exciting news for the Rick and Morty fans out there. Definitely. Uh, Unfortunately, we do have some sad news. American Gods has been canceled after three seasons on Stars. I have not watched this show, but I have heard nothing but great things about it. I have also heard good things. And I know this is going to be a hot take, but I'm glad it's been canceled because that means it will potentially get syndicated sooner and we can see it on something that's not stars. I want to say season one is available elsewhere. Oh, really? Okay. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I'm going to quote you next week. We ever get in a big fight? Yeah. It's just funny how you said... America God yeah. season one was somewhere besides yeah. stars. Every now and then I'm like, and I it's wanna... not. <laughs> Every now and then I think, oh, I want to watch that show, and then I look and I'm like, oh, stars. I don't fucking have that. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the few things we don't have. It's so. like one of those things where you're like, well, I guess there's nothing I can do about it. I yeah, don't have that. I don't have it, and I'm not. I mean, <laughs> I would think about getting a trial, but there's so many other damn services. Yeah. It's like, ugh. So maybe we'll get it available on a different service. It's like that chore where you're like, I'll just not do it. Yeah. And then... <laughs> then eventually it'll blow up in my face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll have to do it. <laughs> I really should take the trash out. Yeah. But I'm over here. And, and the trash is over there. Over there. Yeah. And the outside so, trash is way over there. So. Yeah. This is just how it is. Yeah. That's just yeah. life. <laughs> Are we saying that stars is trash? I don't think so. (laughs) But retrospectively, it seems like it. Yeah. Okay, moving in. We have a couple trailers I'm pretty excited to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, we got the news about Black Widow coming out on Disney Plus in July along Mm -hmm. with the theater release. Yes. A few days later, we received another trailer. Yeah. With a lot of footage. Some of it was Endgame Mm -hmm. or just other films. Yes. Uh, but there was a lot of new stuff. I feel like it gave a lot better concept of what the plot was potentially going to be. Mm-hmm. Or at least the players involved. Yeah. So tell me what you thought. Um, I liked that this trailer actually kind of ties in the story with the other properties that we've seen Black Widow in. I know that a lot of people got into the Marvel characters through Endgame because it was like the biggest deal like Avengers and that storyline right so seeing we also also had this kind of like underlying thing like oh cool there's a Black Widow movie but like who cares she's died she's she's died she's dead she's died yeah (laughs) she's not with us anymore so what's the point in even having a movie at this point you know Mm. but seeing it tied in it kind of like kind of wraps it up into a little bit of a package and you're like okay it's like related and and part of me wonders if it's even going to be like part like, part of the movie is going to be, like, her life flashing before her eyes or something ridiculous, you know? Like, when she's... Well, it's clearly a redemption story, yeah. right? It's, yeah. It's her coming to terms with her past and, yeah. and clearing that ledger or whatever she likes yeah. to say. Red in the ledger, yeah. Yeah, so I... And I also thought it was interesting to see 
more flashbacks, even further backs, I mean, like when she's like a kid. Yes. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, we see her as a child at some scenes. Yeah. So Obviously with blue hair as opposed to red because, yeah. you know, complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> to indicate that she was pure at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'm interested definitely to see where this whole story goes. And I feel like also seeing this villain, it kind of makes it... Like, it's, it seems like a reveal to me that mm. Taskmaster isn't technically the villain. Like, yes, he is a villain. He looks like a pawn. He's a pawn. A he's he's working sort. for somebody. There might be some storyline where he's, like, secretly got his own agenda that he's going to manipulate later on. Yeah. Maybe be, like, the twist of the movie. But, yeah, it feels like... I mean, they, they showed some older guy. I don't know if we... I'm not familiar with who that's supposed to be. I don't know, I don't if, know I don't either. know if we know the casting of that character. But he seems to be whoever's in charge of whatever this program is for the Black Widow yes. soldiers. Yeah, exactly. At least it feels that way. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty confident I know who Taskmaster is. Oh, yeah? Because in the trailer, they show what appears to be the Taskmaster mask mm-hmm. just sitting on like a stand or something. Yeah. And there's somebody behind it. Mm-hmm. The figure, to me, looks like a woman. Yeah, it does. So, unless that's, like, deception and they want us to believe that that's the person who's Taskmaster, mm-hmm. it could just be Black Widow or or one of the many other female characters in the movie. Yeah. Just finding the mask or something and picking it up. Yeah. But, let's say that's Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. To me, that tells me that that's going to end up being Rachel Weiss's character, which, in the comics, we know turns into being Iron Maiden. Yeah. Melina Vostokov. So... Let's say they don't do that route with that character and they just make that character Taskmaster. That's mm-hmm. my prediction. Okay. I'm going to go the opposite route because I suspected that. T- I suspected that it was maybe going to be a female as well. But as soon as you saw that scene with the woman behind the mask, I started staring at the other scenes where Taskmaster is actually actively doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a female. I think it's a male. You think he's just got like a very slim body? Well, because I mean, the arms in that scene I look think, very feminine, like right. But though, they don't, don't look muscular. I don't think like, those arms belong to the Taskmaster. That's what I was saying. That's kind of what I was yeah. like. I was like, if it's not going to be a yeah. female Taskmaster, then it means that it's just like a manipulated scene. Yeah, they're trying where to make a stink. Black Widow or or somebody else is like picking up the mask because right. they found it and yes. they want us to think that's just Taskmaster putting right. it on. I don't think those arms belong to Taskmaster. Okay. Yeah. I think there is another actor who we don't have a role for mm-hmm. technically announced yet. So that's presumed to be Taskmaster. Okay. But I don't know. We'll find out. Yes. The thing is Marvel likes to do their twists now. So. They do. And they also like to lead us on. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm very interested where they're going to go with this. Because I feel like whatever the outcome is, obviously she's not going to be involved past mm-hmm. Endgame. Yeah. But... I have to wonder if what they're doing is going to have some kind of implication on the future of the Marvel movies, you know? Yeah. Like some subtle thing at the very least of the program or something is going to have some kind of impact on the future. Yeah. At at least making more characters or something, right? Yeah. I feel like they could be setting up uh, Yelena or Florence Pugh's character to somehow be involved with the Avengers afterwards. I mean, it's... I think it's pretty obvious they're making her the yeah. next Black Widow, right? Yeah. She's going to take the mantle. Yes. And then 
you know, the easy solution to why she hasn't been around is, oh, she was dusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because this movie takes place, I want to say, between Civil War and Infinity War, if I'm correct. Okay. Which means we'll probably get an uh, explanation as to why her hair is blonde in Infinity War. I'm sure that's all going to tie yeah. in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, David Harbour's character, I know we like to call him Captain Russia. <laughs> as it should be. As it should be. <laughs> but Red Guardian is what they are going by. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that they, they've showed a little bit more of him in this. And they have he had him included in the flashback. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of history involved with family that Their they've family. kind of established right yeah, definitely uh i'm i'm very excited for this i i'm bummed that it was delayed but i'm excited that it's gonna be on disney plus yeah definitely i you know I, we were watching this trailer and i said out loud i'm gonna watch the shit out of this movie <laughs> yeah like i probably will watch it a few times at least right yeah, easily i mean just because i can right yeah so if we're paying for it then i might as well <laughs> yeah right okay any other thoughts on uh, black widow trailer three I'm excited for it. That's all I've got. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the other trailer that we saw was was actually Space Jam, A New Legacy or something like that. So, for anybody who's unaware, this is a sequel to Space Jam back in the 90s or whatever t- fucking year it was. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, and this is going to be starring LeBron James as opposed to Michael Jordan, like mm-hmm. the original. Mm-hmm. And it seems like relatively the same thing with a different fucking filter. Uh, right away, the, the plot feels very fucking stupid. Um, yeah. I get that we're seeing a trailer for a children's, essentially a children's movie. Yeah. But uh, I felt like they kind of complicated a, a plot point that was pretty fucking straightforward and easy to not fuck up. But I feel like they kind of were just like, oh, let's make this like really unnecessarily confusing yeah for whatever fucking reason his son in the movie which is actually his son i looked it up to be safe okay so right there you know lebron james just wants his son to get into hollywood yeah so they walk into a, an elevator and it gets it's a server room and they get sucked into some digital world mm-hmm. some the, the server verse they think the they call it yeah and uh for whatever reason war machine is trapped in the serververse. Yeah. <laughs> he got sucked into the AI that runs his uh, war machine yeah. suit. Yeah, Ultron trapped him in there, right? Yeah. Uh, that would have been a better plot. But it... <laughs> so basically he's sucked into like uh, the Looney Tunes world, right? Mm-hmm. Or he's put there after he's brought into the serververse. Yeah. That The Looney Tunes is like the, the trash bin of the fucking servers, it yeah. seemed like. Yeah. The, the throwaways. Yeah. And then... The serververse leader, which is War Machine, decides, oh, you have to play me in basketball for whatever fucking reason. Yep. I get that that was, like, a very basic point of the first movie, but, like, at least it just, like, I don't know, maybe I was younger and it made more sense. But, like, to me, it's just, like, why is this a fucking thing? Yeah, I agree. It and didn't make any sense. It, it, I didn't understand, I like, hope, the... I hope that there's a little bit more to this plot and, like, it makes a little bit more sense. It's just, like, so some... AI in a server decides he needs to play basketball against LeBron James and some cartoon characters. Yeah. To get his son back? Uh, he said something about getting his son back. So it's like, but... I don't know. The whole thing seems very convoluted and like, why? Yes. Why is this exactly. happening? Um, 
it just felt like they, and and then you know they they go into the whole like oh this is Space Jam right so it feels like it's like this big annual thing apparently now yeah. or something maybe that's why yeah he just picks a a star every year I don't know mm-hmm. but it felt to me like this whole fucking movie was just a gimmick to product place everything that WB owns yeah the audience is full of fucking characters from all these different properties we saw fucking. Game of Thrones characters. We saw dragons. Mm-hmm. We saw Pennywise from It. Mm-hmm. We saw like there, there, a lot of characters. It, you you saw a lot more than it I did. Felt like I mean, well, I mean, I only listed three. There was like hundreds to thousands, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. They fucking had in this trailer. Yeah. It it felt like they were trying to make Ready Player One mm-hmm. without having a story about Ready Player One. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> and now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, okay, though they're in the fucking serververse. They just fucking straight up stole the goddamn Ready Player One plot. Yeah. Okay. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dumb thing about this is, in my opinion, they have yet to even show the aliens that invaded Earth in the first movie to fight, or not fight, but to, to play basketball against the Looney Tunes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which became supposedly Looney Tunes at the end of that movie. Spoilers for the original Space Jam. Yeah. So why would you not play off of that concept and have them in the movie as like, you know, ooh, now they're on the team or some of them are on the team and now they're the team with the Looney Tunes and going against like these robotic and supernatural fucking creatures that are the new villains of the fucking basketball antagonist team. Yeah. It just, this, I don't know. I, I just know that I'm not the target audience I, for this yeah, I was about to say, like, I get I'm not the target audience. And I don't even have a fucking passion for basketball. So it's not even that I'm like, this isn't cool. Because you're ruining basketball for me. You're not. I don't care about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like, why is this so dumb of a fucking concept? All you have to do is be like, oh, hey, yeah. So they're playing basketball against each other. Yeah. I yeah I, I didn't get enough information about why anything in this movie was happening to care. And I guess I, it I'm doesn't. I guess it doesn't need to have a reason why mm. to most people, but to me it did. Yeah, I feel like there needs to be a, a reason. Otherwise, it's like I, this is a waste. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the I will say that I think the graphics looked cool. I guess I will say I did enjoy that because they they. When he goes into the, the Looney Tunes world, it's mm-hmm. very 2D animated, right? Yes. Like the traditional yeah. cartoons, right? Yeah. Then later in the trailer, we see them actually at the sporting event, mm-hmm. and they're all in 3D. They're all yeah. like CGI, yeah. live-action-ish mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool that they kind of give you both worlds of yeah. the old animation and like a modern take on them mm-hmm. in the same movie. Yeah. But... I guess the whole, like, oh, let's show every fucking property we have. Like, Game of Thrones. Why was Game of Thrones in there? I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even notice. So. <laughs> I guess I wasn't paying okay. enough attention. <laughs> it's just... I mean, we're not gonna get into the stuff, but, like, yeah. there's been, like, new stuff about this movie and how they've left things out because of... Yeah. Politically correctness and yeah, uh, they what's things. inappropriate in today's society and stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what, WB? Game of Thrones is about incest, twelve-year-olds <laughs> sucking on their mom's tit, 
killing each other at yeah. weddings. Yeah. And not at weddings. And not at weddings. Yeah. <laughs> Backstabbing. It's, to like, it's literally yeah. about anything that you shouldn't teach a child. Yeah. So are you trying to promote Game of Thrones for children to go watch? Because I don't really understand what the point of this whole cross promotion is. If it's not the only thing for I children. can expect is that maybe they're doing it to try to get the parents to care enough to put it on for their kid. They're like, "Oh, that's a." They want people to do the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, where they're like, <laughs> "I <laughs> like guess," but it's like if you're gonna recognize it, it's because you already fucking know what it is. Yeah, it's not because you're like, "Oh, what's this cool dragon thing?" Yeah, I've never heard of some show with dragons. I should probably check that out yeah. now. They're, tr- I mean, 10 years maybe later. they're trying to give the parents who have to take their kids to see this movie some slight enjoyment to be like, "I know that character." I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just shooting in the dark here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm sure WB is really appreciating the help you're giving them to look like they're not fucking dumb. <laughs> I don't know. It's I've, there's got to be a reason. I don't know. Okay. To me, it just feels like this is like blatantly product placement for W or for HBO Max. Yeah, is what this it feels does like to me. Seem that way, yes. They're disguising it as a cartoon for movie for kids, but it just feels like it's just straight product placement for HBO Max for yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, that's fair. But we shall see. Indeed, we shall. All right. Well, I mean, I think we've talked enough about the trailer. I think so too. That that's all, folks. <laughs> yeah. Probably the worst possible Barky <laughs> Pig you'll ever hear. And that's why that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's get into some of our news stories. Yes, releasing or released on April 1st, <laughs> but was a very serious story. DC has canceled New Gods and Aquaman's spin-off The Trench. This was a horror movie that was gonna be based yeah. off the, the creatures Those from creatures. Aquaman. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I again, why couldn't you just wait till I don't know April second or yeah. March thirty first or any of the other three hundred and sixty two days? Yeah, there's uh, a lot of, of options. The year. <laughs> Maybe they just like roll the die, and they're like, "Oh, this is the day; it's happening." Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So I'm pretty bummed. I I mean, New Gods I wasn't that familiar with. I'm not that excited about. I obviously. Shouldn't be now. Yeah, don't bother. Uh, but <laughs> the trench, I was really excited about because I really enjoyed that whole aspect of Aquaman. Yeah, I, I like. I know it wasn't going to be relevant to Aquaman. Yeah, it was just a bit, it was essentially their horror movie that they were trying to make, mm-hmm. but it sucks, right? So, uh, Warner Brothers uh, NDC said in a statement to the Hollywood Reporter, as part of our DC slate, some legacy development titles, including New Gods and The Trench, will not be moving forward. The projects will remain in their skillful hands, referring to the people that were writing the scripts and yeah. were going to direct and all that stuff, uh, if they were to move forward in the future. Okay, so they're shelving it, Yeah, but so, they're not throwing it in the trash quite yet. Yes, it's not going down to the Looney Tunes world. Okay, <laughs> good to know. It's not going to have to go play basketball That's against robots Phew. and mythical creatures Yeah, inside of a server. Server verse. Yes. My bad. <laughs> Get it right. And these were the ones that were canceled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I, it just sounds like DC probably doesn't have a direction that they really want to go with. I don't know. It, maybe they already are going a different direction they had planned. 
maybe, years yeah. ago when they had announced these. I just, you know, I mean, I have to, I have to imagine they've changed what they plan to do with the DCEU, like, yeah, <laughs> recently, right? With, right. And I'm really curious if the Snyder Cut has anything to do with this. Yeah. Because I know New Gods does have to do with um, Dark Side. Hmm. So maybe they don't want that to conflict with what the Snyderverse movie or the Snyder Cut did in case they do want to move forward with that. I know that we're being told that's not happening. But you know what? We also were told that there was not going to be a Snyder Cut. Yeah. We were told there wasn't one. We were told there wouldn't be one. Yeah. They really like to say, nope, this isn't going to happen. Nope, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Nope, it's not. Okay, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> April 1st. You know, the, all those fucking days we said none of this was happening? April Fool's. <laughs> uh, well, something they have actually that is going to be happening is HBO Max greenlit a limited series based on the true crime documentary The Staircase. Remember when we watched that? The one where they tried to blame the owl? What? <laughs> I, you should have said who. That's a good point. <laughs> I just had to translate, like, like register what you said. Yeah, the owl. Uh, this was just about a murder case where there's a staircase involved, obviously. A woman was found at the bottom of a staircase. And uh, there's multiple different angles that are pulled where, in the trial where um, they say that the owl... I want to say they said, like, the owl startled her or something and she fell down the stairs or something ridiculous. Well, it went through, like, a variety of scenarios as to what happened. Yes. Because that was part of the whole court drama of, like, proving whether the husband did it or not. Right? It was all focused on he was the one who did it. Yes. And he was, like, some best-selling author. Yes. And it was, like, apparently a big story. It was a big, high-profile story. Um, And the Netflix special was a good watch. Um and but I wouldn't watch it expecting answers. No, it's very, there's still uh, no answers. It's very like, what the fuck? That didn't yeah. get me anywhere. I still don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, but if you like true crime stuff, it's a good watch. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't get too mad about not knowing the answer at the end. Um, so anyway, this uh, limited series is going to be eight episodes and we'll start Colin Firth. So big deal, I guess. Okay. I mean, that's a good pick because, you know, in The Kingsman, he killed a lot of people. He sure did. So... We know he's up for the role to kill somebody. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't make people think that he for sure was the murderer. Yeah, but they, we, but they can at least use him to act out scenes that could theorize if he did mm-hmm. how he would have done it. Yeah. Obviously using a staircase. Yeah. <laughs> primarily. Yeah. All right. Well, thank God. You know, I, I got something to replace new gods and the trench. <laughs> I know it's not exactly the same target audience, but I think it'll be interesting. Paramount is apparently developing a Transformers movie with Angel Manuel Soto, who was, I think, recently announced to be directing or writing the Blue Beetle film for DC. Yes. He's known for directing HBO's Charm City King that won, like, a bunch of awards. Yes, yes. As soon as all that name was like, I know... He was just in the news recently for something big. Mm -hmm. So apparently he's a big hit right now. Yes. Uh, So this is a big deal because, you know, people are like, oh, great. Another fucking Transformers. Right. Yeah, I get it. But (laughs) please hear me out. Please don't (laughs) Don't press stop. Don't press stop yet. (laughs) 
Uh, this is going to be a standalone film. It's not going to be a part of the Transformers Michael Bay universe. The Bayformers, as people like to call it. They do? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a thing people call okay. it. Good to know. So I'm very excited about this. Yeah. We're going to get a different take. You know, I really, I really, really enjoyed Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. I know that is like up in the air, whether that's a part of the Bay former universe because of the way that they ended that movie. Yeah. But it was marketed like it was its own thing. And I mean, we saw in that movie, what, the the five minute intro of fucking Cybertron's war, mm-hmm. all CGI, very realistic. Yeah. Original G1 forms of these characters just fucking all out fighting. Yeah. And it was gorgeous. Yeah. I know you enjoyed it. It was so much fun. Give me two hours of that, please. Yeah. Um, but I am kind of curious. I, I wonder if this could be a Beast Wars. Okay. If it's a standalone thing, if it's not a part of that, like I wonder if it could just be Beast Wars. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, we know they have like, a lot of projects in place right now, right? There's a there's an animated Transformers one that's going to be based off Cybertron. There's a another sequel to the Bayformer universe mm-hmm. that we know is still supposedly in the works. And I want to say there's a couple other projects that are in the works that they have no details about. Yeah. So, whatever it is, just follow what you did with Bumblebee. Make it great. You know? Yeah. All they have to do, in my opinion, all they have to do... Follow the formula of the MCU. Yeah. Give a handful of Autobots and Decepticons their own fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then have them fucking intertwine a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, MCU fucking crossover. Well, not MCU crossover, but, you know, like, Transformer <laughs> fucking crossover to yeah. be the Transformers movie. Yeah. That's literally all you have to do to, to please fans. Yeah. And I think Bumblebee did really well, mm-hmm. so you're gonna you're gonna bring in a lot more people than just the G1 fans. Yeah. Well, I'll cross my fingers for you. Thanks. <laughs> just don't hope to die. Okay. Good thing we don't have a staircase around here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got some big news for Knives Out. Actually, the sequels for Knives Out were purchased by Netflix for 450 million, according to Variety. They purchased the rights from Media Rights Capital, and Daniel Craig is reported to reprise his role as Detective Benoit Blanc in both uh, both of the sequels, with Ryan Johnson returning to film. You might remember that it did pretty well. Knives Out actually earned $311 million worldwide with a $40 million budget. That's pretty fucking impressive. So. Yeah, but okay, so the math doesn't make sense to me here, though. Hmm. Okay, so presumably Netflix... Okay, so they they bought it for four hundred fifty million, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that means they have to do over four hundred fifty million in profits for these two movies for it to have been worth it, mm-hmm. right? Okay, unless we're looking at some kind of like fine print math of oh well we'll get we'll get users in and then we're not making the money on the movie we're making money on the people coming in and then staying and making more money off those months that they have the service blah blah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it's some kind of fine thing like that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense because let's say you have to double the budget because, okay, well, even if you go minimal, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you go to 40 million for both movies again. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could go lower than that. Right. But let's say that you go just that. Okay. So that's 80 million on top of the 450 million. That's $530 million 
just to break even. Yeah. For the two movies. That's true. So, I mean, they're going to make... They would make a profit, right? But, like... So, so basically, they'd have to make more than $250 million on each movie. Yeah. I think that... I feel like I was reading something recently talking about how a lot of these... $265 million Yeah. On each movie. Yeah. Just to break even. Right. But it, I think you're right that a lot of these um, streaming services purchasing the rights to movies or having movies of their own, a large portion of what they're getting out of that is subscribers. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think there's probably more to the math than just... Yeah, there's yeah. obviously got to be some insider stuff that we just don't get yeah. or know how it works, you know, with the yeah. with the data. But, you know, you look at Game Pass. I know we're not in the game section yet, but you look at Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. On paper, it makes no fucking sense how people... How, how developers make money with their games. Microsoft buys the game... Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a, whatever. A contract to get the game on their service for X amount of time. Yeah. Usually at least six months. Mm-hmm. So if people are just using the service at 10 bucks a month or whatever it is, and they're not buying the game, how the fuck are the developers even making a profit when these games are not necessarily games of service or something like that? Right. Because most of them aren't. Yeah, that's true. Um, but according to a lot of developers, according to Microsoft, they've seen... Uh, an uprise in profits for these games and the developers on these games being in Game Pass. It's like people maybe buy them after they see that they're leaving, after they get like a dose of them, or they go, oh, I really like that, but I'd rather just buy it instead of right. having Game Pass for X amount of time to play it until I'm over it. Yeah. Or they play it and then they tell their friends, like, you should get this game, and their, and their and friend exactly. doesn't that, like that Game Pass. Exactly. That could be it, too, is the, the more marketing side, you know, yeah. the, the public marketing of your friend goes and plays it on his Game Pass, and then he tells his five friends on Xbox chat or whatever, yeah. and then they go and get Game Pass, or they go and get or buy the, the game. games yeah. just all out because they don't want to do Game Pass or whatever right. reason, because they're idiots. I don't know. Because <laughs> they're idiots. <laughs> tell us how you really feel. So, you know... <laughs> Maybe we're seeing that with the movies now, right? It's mm-hmm. not the, you know, obviously you're not going to buy the movie through the service after it's leaving. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. But like we're not seeing that kind of an idea. Yeah. But I guess it does give that social media presence as it's on the service, which then gets people who haven't seen the movie to either go subscribe or go just go buy the fucking movie. Yeah. All right. Um, in other Netflix news, Roger Jean Page will not appear in season two of Bridgerton for anybody who gave a shit about that show, which a lot of people did. Um, this is via... I mean, I think ratings are going to drop pretty heavy now. Yeah. Um, more than t-shirts. <laughs> I was going to say more than panties, but yeah, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> that too, okay. Um, is that is that viewers' panties or the, the women in the show's panties? Viewers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they're prudes on the show, huh? No. They probably just don't have panties because it's a long time ago. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't believe in them. <laughs> they have these like weird shorts things like pantaloons or whatever bloomers. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. Different discussion. Um, so yeah, Netflix announced this via a notice from Lady Whistledown, who's like the gossip from the show. Lady Whistledown. Yeah. Um, it sounds very, it sounds like a, like a porn star name. Yeah. Um, so they had like a little screenshot of a lady whistle down notice with her Victorian thong. Yeah. Um, on Instagram and basically saying how they were sorry to see him go. He'll always be their Duke of Hastings, blah, 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 but he's moving on. 
Um, according to... So, he, he hit it and quit it, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Um, according to my Google research, it seems like the Duke of Hastings really doesn't have a, much of a role in the books anyway after the first one. So, it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't be staying, mm-hmm. let alone the fact that he's... That um, Roger Jean Page has like blown up after being the Duke of, Duke of Hastings, so yeah. he's probably got like tons of roles. He went up. on, he went on SNL, and now, and he's like, you know what? I'm too good for that fucking show. Yeah, <laughs> look what I did here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but he's gonna be in the Dungeons and Dragons film, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think he was cast in that uh, along with Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of the other movies he's going to be in, but I feel like there's got to be something I else he's probably been I couldn't figure out what movie it is, but people were saying he started filming a movie with Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling, but okay. I don't know. I couldn't figure out what the movie was. I hope it's a sequel to Twins called Triplets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever movie that is is going to have a lot of women viewers because that's like a... <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. In other, and then there's also for Netflix, The Witcher 2, or The Witcher 2, <laughs> that's the game. Uh, the Witcher season two has finally finished shooting in the UK. So we're a little bit closer to actually getting to see it on the screen. Yeah. Which, I think they have that animated show coming out soon too. I think you're right. Yeah. They had a lot of ups and downs yeah. and having a lot of pauses and starts. Do you think that the drama with cyberpunk's developer cd project red who is involved with you know obviously they make the witcher as well mm-hmm. you think that whole chaos with that game is gonna cause any kind of backlash for people being like oh, i'm not gonna watch the witcher i hope not you think, i mean people it's probably be- it would be a small percent but i'm just yeah. curious if, if you think it might have some kind of i don't think most people are gonna make that connection i imagine most people are <laughs> casual viewers yeah and even if they're like hardcore even about it, they don't even Netflix. know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Plus, there's the whole book series that was like the, the main source, which exactly. the show is based on. Yes, but it goes with saying though that the, the game did make a big name for the series, right? Oh I yeah, mean, it, because the book <laughs> I think series the books probably got bigger after the games. Exactly, because you got a lot of people from the game world going in and like, oh, I should read this source material because they wanted to know the lore. Mm-hmm. So they Googled it. Yeah. Uh, the director for Godzilla vs. Kong has been tapped to, to do a Thundercats film. Oh. Going back to the 80s along with Transformers. Okay. Uh, director Adam Wingard uh, is going to be doing a Thundercats film. So I that's believe, really fucking cool. I believe I was in the room when you found this and you're like, it's about damn time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? And I looked over and I saw Thundercats on the screen. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it sounds like something I would have said. Yeah, probably had a lot of attitude as well. Yeah, he like snapped a few times. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, through my hip. Yeah, popped your hip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through your hip, like I threw my hip out like an old person. <laughs> Press my little beeper. Uh, for for anybody who doesn't know what the Thundercats are, I don't know why, but. Uh, it Get follow- the fuck out. Yeah, it follows a group of cat-like aliens. The original series ran from the nineteen from nineteen eighty five to nineteen eighty nine, uh, and it spawned numerous comics and video game adaptations of the property. Um, there was a reboot of the cartoon in the two. I think it was like two thousand eleven, and I really liked that one. It was like a anime kind of one that was on Cartoon Network, and it was really fucking good. Hmm. The storytelling was just great. 
And then it just, out of the blue, got fucking canceled. And they never even finished the story. That's fucking rude. Yeah. So it sucks. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping that this may be, like, incorporated into that story a bit. Mm-hmm. And give it a little bit more of a foundation than just, like, let's sell some toys. Because it was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we have some more news for the CW remake or, or live-action Powerpuff Girls situation that's about to happen. We have more uh, people that were cast. Donald Faison, Faison uh, was cast to play Professor Drake Utonium, who's the dad. And we obviously know, most people know him from Scrubs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's in other things, but he can't escape that. Has he been in anything but Scrubs? Yeah. Oh, did. you know what? No, he was in, yeah, he was in Skyline. Wasn't he yes. like a rapper? In yes, that he movie was. Or something stupid? Yeah, he was. Couldn't take him seriously at yeah, all because like, of yeah, Scrubs. Yeah, but. exactly. Um, and then they also cast Nicholas Padani in, as Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Padani is from the Broadway production of uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And it does say that he will play a, quote, nerdy, power hungry, insecure kid end quote, who's obsessed with the Powerpuff Girls. So it's unclear if he'll be a real person um, or the actual monkey supervillain guy. Like, if it's like a transition or he wears a suit or something, right? Well, I mean, that gets that just, it, I mean, it couldn't really be that unless this is like a complete reimagining. Yeah. The, the implication is that this is just them as adults. Right. But, so that would say that everything happened in the cartoon happened in the story. You would think that. But they also did say, I think I did see the word reimagining in one of the articles about it. So okay. I guess we'll have so to see. It could just be. It might be more We grounded. don't know any of their childhood, but we just know that they were heroes and they did shit. Possibly. Against villains, but we don't know. We don't know. The context yeah, of that. Like and maybe this is just them now. Yeah, maybe some of the more ridiculously so they're trying outlandish. To, so it sounds like they're just trying to make Umbrella Academy. Yeah, it does sound that way. Using Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm here to ruin everything for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Also, I found out that... Did you know that it's just called Powerpuff? The name of the show is just going to be Powerpuff? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I learned hmm. that. Okay, cool. Um, and also, uh, the, the dropout, which will be on Hulu, they actually changed, um, main actresses. We heard that Kate McKinnon left the project recently due to scheduling issues, and they've officially announced that Amanda Seyfried will replace her and play Elizabeth Holmes. Um, so. When I first read this, I was, like, confused. I was like, I don't understand. Is there another Sherlock Holmes sister? (laughs) Like, I, I was not trying Enola to trans. I was like, this is not Anola. <laughs> I don't understand. What is this? And then yeah. it took me a, a minute to realize that this is about that it's crazy scientist. The craziest science, person, yeah. Scientist, marketing chick, or whatever. Yeah, she was not a scientist. I know. I, How dare as soon you? as I said, I was like, oh, I'm going to get a lecture <laughs> right now. So, I, so that's why I said marketing person yeah. right after. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that whenever that eventually happens. And for anybody who's not familiar with who she is, um, there is a documentary, I think it's on Hulu, about her. <sighs> Shit, where was it? I want to say, there was something on HBO, I want to say, it was, is it HBO? What was it There's called? a couple. I think yeah, there's one there's on Hulu, there's one on HBO. Yeah. There might even be one on Apple 
TV Plus. Yeah, I think there is. So if you want to um, know anything about it, search for Elizabeth Holmes and or Theranos. She's the chick that can't blink. Yeah. Her eyes are very wide and yeah. she wears black turtlenecks and bl- and red lipstick. So it makes sense that uh, <laughs> Kate McKinnon was going to play her. Because yeah. she's really good at not closing her eyes. Yeah. I was actually really excited to see that. But she's like on fire these days. For like two hours she's just <laughs> eyes wide open. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right. And to wrap up this section, we have NBC Universal is considering pulling movies from other services to put on Peacock, which, I mean, we kind of expected this to come at some point, right? This so is here more we are. of the streaming wars, yep. right? Yes. Um, so currently HBO Max is paying for rights to show new Universal movies about nine months after they leave theaters. And Netflix has a similar deal for animated films from Illumination, which is the Despicable Me studio. Um, and both of these deals expire at the end of this year. So the clock's a ticking mm-hmm. and, um, it looks like they're considering, uh, fig- like they're trying to figure out exactly what, how they're going to go forward. According to, <laughs> this is from a Bloomberg article and it says, quote, the people who asked not to be identified discussing internal deliberations, end quote, <laughs> the people, just the people. Why don't you just say People close to the project. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, or our source said. Yeah, our source. So clearly this source is not supposed to be talking to people outside of the business. So, okay, here's the thing. What I feel like is going to happen. It, okay, well, first, it's this is very clear. Like, before streaming services all had, you know, been popping up. Mm-hmm. Studios had deals with, you know, like HBO and stuff. They had contracts to get their movies out there, mm-hmm. and they were getting paid from those companies, right? Yes. So now that they all have their own things, they're like, well, is- why would we do that when we can do it ourselves? Exactly. So that's what's happening here. Yes. So here's what I think is going to happen. Certain tri- certain titles, like the big ones, you're going to get, like, these are exclusive to us. Mm-hmm. Go away. Okay? <laughs> yeah. The smaller titles, like something like Despicable Me, I feel like, maybe in time will be exclusive for a while, and then eventually they'll do the thing like they do with like Harry Potter and shit, which I think is dumb, but maybe they'll, shift, maybe they'll shift that around too and stop doing that, mm-hmm. where it's here for a while, then it'll be somewhere else for about like three months or six months, where the hell they do, and then it'll pop back over here. So maybe they'll do that where they kind of rotate a little bit so they can make some profits off of it when they know they're not getting the views consistently with it. Yeah. And, of course, that's marketing, too, right? Oh, look what's coming back here. Yeah, true. I mean, HBO does that a lot, right? They do, yeah. Like, leaving soon, and then the next month, coming soon, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) I just watched that 29 days ago before you took it off. Um, So, yeah, they actually are, they haven't made a final decision, obviously, but they're considering new deals with other streamers, so hopefully they'll renew some of those deals so it's not just, like, everybody's only on their own fucking service. Or they're also looking at hybrid deals, mm-hmm. which are something like what they have for Modern Family right now, where Peacock could share shares the rights with another service on like Hulu, so you can get Modern Family. And we're seeing that a we lot with that movies, yes. you know, lower tier movies. We're seeing mm-hmm. that where like Amazon Prime and Hulu will get that movie. Yeah, or uh, like NBC shows, essentially. Like a mm-hmm. lot of NBC shows, you can see some of it on Peacock and some of it on Hulu. Just the timing's a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but um, I hope that they can all figure out a fucking communication situation, because I don't want to have nine streaming services. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, is this is going to really fuck over 
the viewer to yeah. an extent if yeah. they don't find some kind of middle ground that will benefit both of them or all of them because then what you're doing is if everything's hoarded in your service you know for everybody does that you know mm-hmm. then you're making the consumer make choices on well what's the most important what ones do we need to have yeah and then they might have to cut yours out or the other one out or they might jump between them once in a while but yeah. like you're never going to have that consistent flow mm-hmm. from the viewers that you could have if you just keep stuff kind of spread out yeah because like we said you're still making money off of another service getting a, a, a even if it's a short-term contract yeah. to have that you're getting that money as opposed to what you theoretically would have gotten through having viewers yes that's it's true. Kind of like when Netflix buys a movie versus mm-hmm. not buying a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. mean Hulu is a, is Disney, obviously. You know, Disney owns majority of that company that mm-hmm. does Hulu. Yes, that's why you see all the FX stuff there. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't expect any FX stuff to go anywhere else. It's yeah. kind of been that way for a while, right? Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, definitely. All right. That is it for our movies and TV news. All right, let's talk about what we watched this week. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're We're DTF. DTF. We're on a roll there. I feel like you were a little slow on the... The start of it, okay. Like you, you were you were delayed, oh, like a millisecond, okay. But then you sped up, I see, to catch up to me, okay. So well, then we both finished. We hit that tag at the finish line, yeah, at the same time, yeah. <laughs> Snapped it. You got to do what you got to do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First off, we checked out Punky Brewster, the reboot, I guess is what you'd call it. This started on Peacock on February twenty fifth of this year. I'd say it's a continuation. Yeah. It's... I mean, it's the same character, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a... It's just what they're all doing now, the uh, 20 years later, or whatever the fuck it yeah, is. Yeah, the 20 years later sequel Although I situation. guess this is like... A lot of years later. What, wasn't it like the 80s that show was out? Yeah, I think so. It was so. like 40 years later. Anyway. Uh, so this time around, Punky Brewster is an adult divorced mother of three living in the same apartment she grew up in. Is it the same apartment? It's the same apartment. Oh. It looks very not old. I mean, they've decorated it differently, but it's the same mm. apartment, yeah. News to me. Yeah, she said something about... I also didn't watch the show, so... Yeah, I mean, and also, full disclosure, I watched the show, and I fully remember enjoying it, but I don't remember much about it. I just... And I also was a child, mm-hmm. so my tastes have changed. Yeah. So... Now, now you're more into Space Jam, a new legacy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So, obviously, we have Soleil, Soleil Moon Fry returning as Punky Brewster, and Sherry Johnson returns as Sherry Johnson. Yes, same name. That's. <laughs> she goes, wait, her, her character's, character's name, name is Sherry. who she was? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the story on that. I wondered, part of me wanted to look it up and see Are if she, sure like, changed her name. Are we sure this was, like, a sitcom name. and not, like, a, like a real story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was the same, uh, she played punky's best friend whenever she's a kid too so she's a returning character as well okay um and then there's a lot of new people to the cast because she has yeah children bunch of children lots of children and then freddie prince jr plays her ex-husband travis Hmm. 
Which I thought was kind of random. That his name was Travis? No. That it was Freddie Prince Jr. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen him in anything in a while, so. <laughs> uh, there are ten episodes. We only watched four of them. I think I got enough. <laughs> if that's a clue sounds as... Like, sounds like you got your review out. If then. that's a clue as to how I'm going to review it, there you go. Um, it's... I don't know. It's like a... If that, feel-good family show. Is the tone very similar to the old show? or is, I, 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 I can't <laughs> imagine it's the same based off how... I mean, the 80s, I assume, were a different style of sitcom. That's the thing. Is and I, that's... this is very, like, Disney XD or Disney Channel. Yeah, like, it feels like Lizzie McGuire kid. situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, maybe even younger than that. Maybe, yeah, yeah. But as far as the cheesy bullshit, you know? Yeah, like... I don't. I'm, I'm trying to think of like names of shows I know are just very like over the top acting. Like they're the way they uh, Drake and Josh. I, I, I've heard that name. Yeah. <laughs> names. Those names. Yes. I Carly or something. Uh, is that I a, Carly. Is that yeah, a that's show? a terrible show. Yes. I guess Mon- Hannah Montana. Mon- <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a hard one to say. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Montana. Um, I know that one is probably up there with that style. Yeah. Even it, Stevens. I watched a little bit of that. I didn't watch that one. I didn't... I don't think I watched any of those. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't... It's not my thing. Mm. It's very, like, if you're a young child watching it, then, like, I don't know, like a, a tween, maybe, at yes. most. Yes, Adults, I'm, I was bored. Mm-hmm. It was fine. They clearly are, I mean, I don't know because I didn't watch the show, but like, it feels like they are really aiming toward the nostalgia of that show. Yes. She kept saying a word, but she would say it wrong. And I couldn't tell if the woman is a fucking idiot and no one corrected her. Or if it was, that's just her character makes this like catchphrase. I can't think of it now. I have to. Starts with an M, I think. Mm, Yeah, I know. Uh, Holy Macanoli. Yes, yeah, so I okay. That's what it was. Yeah, and I, the first time I heard her say it, I was like, "That's not a word," unless it is a word. I don't think, it's but a I word. don't think it's a word. I'm pretty sure it's not a word. Uh, but then she kept saying it later on in the show, and so I'm like, "Okay, this has to be a catchphrase." Yeah, or no one wants to tell her. Yeah, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember either. Obviously, I don't remember much about it having been a child when I watched it. But yeah, that was like a thing that she used to say. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because she, I don't know, maybe initially couldn't say macaroni? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's believable that a 40-something-old woman yeah. hasn't figured it out yet. It's maybe one of those things where she just adopted saying it oh, because she liked it. Oh, I'm kooky and I say the wrong word intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing okay so but i feel like i know your review too <laughs> there was things that annoyed me obviously but there was also things that i kind of enjoyed about the show i do think the humor worked a little bit for me even though it was kind of like exaggerated and predictable i guess with their like punchlines and mm-hmm. but i did kind of enjoy it to an extent it feels like they're very much going the route of rehashing the same thing with a new young girl being the new punky. Yeah. But I do like that the focus isn't directly on her. Yeah. Whether or not that's how the show was, I don't know. 
Um, I think that you're right that it because because the original show was focused on Punky, mm-hmm. but this one is clearly like yes, she's part of the show, but it's yeah. more focused. It this is more about the family. It definitely looks like they're they're trying to act like Izzy's the new Punky, mm-hmm. so it should just be called Izzy whatever. Yeah, and this is yeah. all in the first episode. Yeah, it's not really a huge spoiler. Yeah. Um, what I think they needed to do, which I don't feel like they did, was really explain who was it Henry. Yes. They need to kind of explain who he was. I feel like he was just kind of a picture on a wall, and she would narrate in her conversation, Oh, uh, Henry, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, we're just supposed to know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, because... Or what his deal is. Is he alive? Is he dead? I don't fucking know who this guy is. Like, it's kind of weird to talk to a picture. Well, I mean, Henry was her adopted dad in the original show. Okay. So, say that. So, if... You know, tell us that. I think they assume you've seen it. Like the original show, if you're but watching But the gimmick this. of the show is, like, I know they're playing on nostalgia, but they're also playing on a reboot mentality to bring in a new audience, are they not? So you need to kind of inform probably, the audience that doesn't know that. They probably assume that at least one person who's watching has has seen the original and it gives you the chance to explain it to whatever. Anyway, yeah, the Henry thing was obvious to anybody who'd seen the original show because oh, okay. he was the dad. Yeah. But yeah, I know. I can I can see why mm-hmm. that would be confusing if you didn't know that. <laughs> but either way, it was... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just... I'm not here. I'm not interested. It was just okay. Yeah. I, I feel like they're trying to use this show to like really highlight like social things that uh, are kind of coming to like the forefront in the world. And like they... Not necessarily like they have a opinion on them, but just kind of like bringing them up. Yeah. Within like subtle plot points. Yeah. Like there's a there's a part where like one of the sons like wears nail polish and like we yeah. it, it there's like a subtle line of like oh like it's just a phase and the, you know someone's like well what if it's not and he's like oh well I'll pull out my David Bowie uh, albums or something like that right you know? right yeah I mean they probably showing like like a possible representation for you know certain groups that yeah you know might not feel like they're represented or don't feel like they can be who they ought to be or, or mm-hmm. feel comfortable doing something like that. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool that they kind of are, are hitting things like that in a mm-hmm. way that's not, you know, deemed pushing it on people. But, like, it also is it's kind of putting it out there for, like, you know, it's it's no big deal. It's just a fucking thing. That Yeah. That's one of the things that I remember enjoying about the show whenever I was a kid is Punky didn't have any fucking... She didn't give no... She gave no fucks. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm gonna wear two different shoes. I don't care. What's your problem? Yeah, I mean, she still doesn't, apparently. Yeah, she still doesn't care. But Probably the same shoes. I, it was always about... It was a little bit more tame back then because we had less mm-hmm. uh, prominent social things that people were trying to deal with, you know? But mm-hmm. it's coming to the surface, and so I have a feeling this show's gonna do the same idea, but yeah. with more modern issues. And obviously the, the whole, like, thing of... Uh, you know, a child who may not feel loved because she, you know, yeah. is in foster care or whatever yes. in the beginning of the show is is heavy there, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I really did enjoy that they have the, the message, kind of the overlapping message each episode of like, you are good enough. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. Yeah. It's about the person who couldn't keep you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I do like that that was kind of a... A strong message to give children Definitely. that may be in that scenario themselves. You yes. Because that's got to be a thing. Yeah. So, absolutely. There's strong things about this episode or yeah. this show, but there's also things that I thought were just kind of like, that. this is obviously not my age yeah, range. Yeah, it was so. very, it was too heavy on the cheese for me. 
Um, never thought I'd say that, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like it'd be a really good show to play in a, like a group home or a foster home, you know, like where kids like need to have that uplifting kind of a, yeah. like for kids. It, kids should see this show because it has a good message, I yeah. think. So. Maybe they could use her to do like one of those like, Captain America like uh, informational videos. Yeah. <laughs> so you wore so two you different were left here. <laughs> <laughs> so your mom never came back from the store. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is put on two different shoes and everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, I thought it was fine. It. it yeah. I'm probably not going to like stick with it, but I thought it was like. I thought it did what it needed to do for people that like this type of sitcom. Yeah, I agree. I think it was exactly what I expected for that type of show. Mm-hmm. I'm just not in the space in life like, where I like that type of every, show every, anymore. Every episode had like a, a lesson that the children were learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I will say that I think was kind of confusing too. It's kind of like another Henry situation, which uh-huh. I assume they'll be able to address later, which based off the conversation we've had, they probably will. Uh-huh. The two children the two sons are clearly not white yeah which punky and her ex are yeah so i'm assuming they're adopted or there's some kind of backstory there that they have yet to address yeah i think and i'm a little confused on why it hasn't been addressed unless it's just one of those things of like they're obviously adopt adopted and that's just we don't need to say it i wonder if there was some like thing in passing that someone said early on that we just like missed it because her friend is dealing with the like a the agency or whatever yeah her friend is like a part of the yeah foster care right yeah. so maybe that's like the so there could have been some kind of situation that was just like an offhanded like half a sentence mm-hmm. that we were like and didn't notice but yeah i think it's fairly obvious that they were adopted and it also makes sense that she would adopt someone given the fact that she was adopted mm-hmm. so yeah well, and that's what. But it would be that, nice. That's to... the whole premise of what she does in this first episode, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. her coming to terms that like she needs to adopt this kid, yeah, to help her because she sees herself in her. Mm-hmm. So presumably yeah. she did that two times before. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, for me it was a test. It I like I said is a little too feel good cheesy family for me, mm-hmm. but in the right situation, like if I had small children I was watching something with, then I could absolutely rate this higher. But for me, it was just a test it. Okay. Yeah, I, I was kind of in the same boat. Test it. And yeah. I have no nostalgia love for the show. So I probably miss things that were obvious jokes that were callbacks or yeah. just, you know, like, oh, I recognize that. Yeah. I know the dog is like the same breed or it's whatever golden, as yeah. the old one so i'm like oh, is that supposed to be the same dog because scientifically that doesn't make it sense it doesn't i don't think it's possible <laughs> uh yeah but honestly this made me realize how little i remember about watching that show because i feel like hmm. there was even things i didn't get and yeah. i remember loving the show but i don't know why or i couldn't describe almost anything that happened so no. except for her wearing two different shoes mm-hmm. <laughs> so but yeah if you have younger children and you want to watch some kind of feel-good family shit Definitely go for it. <laughs> you should definitely do the quote for this show. For the marketing. Yeah. Gives you that feel good family shit. <laughs> that sounds like a type of shit someone takes. <laughs> Alright, moving on. We also watched The Irregulars. 
on Netflix. This dropped March 26th. It's a British TV series in which a group of teenagers living on the streets in Victorian London work for John Watson to solve supernatural crimes while Sherlock Holmes gets the credit. I have to say that after watching this, this description is not accurate. None of this made sense. No. Like, I, I was, the... like, expecting what they described, and then it was like, I felt like none of Yeah, multiple it... different outlets described it as this, and I was that's what I was expecting. And then we start watching it, and it's like, wait, what the fuck is mm-hmm. happening? <laughs> this is not yeah. at all. You watched more than I did. I only watched, what, I think, four, maybe five episodes. Then and you then went up to seven. I went up to seven. I don't know what happened. Out I of guess. ten. Yeah, out of ten. I spaced out and uh, kept watching. And, I mean, it was entertaining. Yeah. I think it got a little, the story got very complex. There were some things mm-hmm. that came out that I wasn't expecting. Okay, so it gets a little bit more intertwined. Because mm-hmm. in the first few episodes, it was kind of just like, this is the supernatural creature of the week. Mm-hmm. Or episode, I should say. Yeah. Here's the problem. We solve it by the end of the episode. Right. And moving on. Yeah. Next time on... <laughs> yeah. The regulars. Yeah. Um... So yeah, definitely each episode it gets a little bit more complicated. Okay. See, the description had um, Watson as like this evil guy. And I don't really get that vibe from him from what I've seen so far. He just seems like he's just kind of like, he's not a people person, but he's not like twirling his mustache. I got some fucking plan. Like, I'm going to execute later. Yeah. He definitely is a little bit uh, led down the wrong path in some cases, but... I agree. It doesn't seem like he's this over, mm. like overly evil guy. Well, but like that was kind of like the narrative that made me curious about the show. I'm like, oh, like I don't know a whole lot about Sherlock, but like I know that's supposed to be a fucking very different take on it. And then it just feels like it wasn't really anything more than he's just not a pleasant person to talk to. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird because I feel like the in most properties Sherlock is the one that's portrayed as being socially inept. Mm-hmm. But in this, it seems like it's Watson has that same attitude. Gotcha. Or, like, it, he's that difficult person to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of felt like, I guess the way I could describe this show for me was The X-Files okay. in Victorian England. Sure. Uh, in my memory, X-Files is like mostly aliens, but now I realize there's like Chupacabra and some other stuff Yeah, now that was too. a really good episode. Yeah. <laughs> There's just some Mexican guy transforming. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that I used to get really scared by like the intro to X Files, like the theme song. I was like creeped out by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do, do. <laughs> that was just right on. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, I don't know if I'm doing it right, but you're like, I'm gonna stop. I got the vibe in my yeah. head what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um. It, it, but you know, I think I brought True Blood on the other thing we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. like one of the shows coming out. But like this, true this also had like a True Blood vibe to me as well. Mm-hmm. Like one of the characters has some kind of unknown origin that we're going to learn. I think by the end of this season yeah. or series, I don't know if it's got more yeah, you coming. Will. I already learned it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it felt very True Bloody. Like, the, the backstory, like they seem like they're kind of going to this, like... Yeah. I don't want to give it away, but, like... Right. It's, it's a little you, bit... There's if some... you know True Blood and you start watching, it's like, okay, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's definitely got the, like, dark supernatural, like, underbelly of London situation going on as well. Mm-hmm. So, if you're into that kind of stuff. Like, it's kind of, like, mystery, mm-hmm. fantasy. Yeah. There's, like, an episode where there's, like, a... It was kind of like the, the Tooth Fairy was the yeah, that was premise funny. of the supernatural issue. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they just kind of have some fun takes on things that people already know, but in, like, a different take, I guess. Yeah. They had some more, some darker takes on mm. certain things that we're already aware of in little Surprisingly, chillers. Sherlock and Watson are not really the focus of this, at least in the no. first half from what I've seen. They're not. It's primarily about the quote-unquote so irregulars. It feels like what they wanted to do was, hey, we have this cool idea. Let's tack on some fucking known properties so mm-hmm. we can get more, more noticed. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like they did. Yeah, definitely. Which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's an interesting take. I will say that. I don't... I still don't know that I'm on board with it, but mm-hmm. I'm obviously interested enough to keep watching because I want to know where the story goes. Yeah. But overall, I would say it's a slice it for me. I think there's a little bit more teen drama than I necessarily needed. I do think... Yeah, um, yeah. They're, yeah. They tied in um, Prince Leopold who is a person in, like, his whole story. And oh, so he is a real... He's a real person in history who okay. did have hemophilia. Like, all of the, the problems he's dealing with mm-hmm. are, are based on a fact. So, okay. that was and kind so of fun. so he's a character in the show? He's a character in the show, okay. yeah. Yeah, I, I would probably go a little bit lower and say test it for me. Like, I was able to walk away without, like, well, yeah. I wonder what's going to happen. If I had turned it off at that time when you <laughs> walked away, I would have been fine with it. But since I kept watching, I kind of got a little mm. bit more hooked because there's a little bit more breadcrumbs left for me. Gotcha. So now I kind of want to finish out yeah. the season and see so, what happens. You know, solve it before Sherlock does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he'll get the credit, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were way off on what the whole, what it, we thought it was going to be like. For You oh, know, yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be like a house type thing. Right. Not Not even all. a little bit, No. <laughs> kind of want that now though yeah but yeah it, it was fine it's yeah. i feel like netflix hasn't had a whole lot of stuff coming out lately so it was kind of nice to see they had something that's fiction yeah I, well i mean they're kind of leaning really heavy into the supernatural shit lately right that's Mythical true stuff but i feel like there's been a lot of um like documentaries and comedy specials and all that shit coming out yeah, lately yeah so. i mean I'll, again we're probably in that time where there's not a whole lot that they had in production is now taking effect where we're not seeing the stuff coming out now. Cause at least we had stuff mm-hmm. that was getting finished up that was still coming out. Now we're like, Oh, there's really nothing coming out now. Yeah. Cause nothing's been in the works, but now at least we're getting a little bit. Yes. That's probably why I'm seeing a lot of people buying shit now too. Yeah. By people, I mean companies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there are people too. Oh Yeah. <laughs> According to, According to tax California, law. yeah. <laughs> All right. And finally, we had a big item on the ticket this week. Godzilla vs. Kong. This released theatrically on March 24th internationally and March 31st in the U.S. Alongside U- uh, HBO Max, of course, as part of that deal. This is the fourth film in Legendary's Monsterverse, and it's a sequel to Godzilla King of the Monsters, which came out in 2019, and Kong Skull Island from 2017, for anybody who's not aware of where this lies. (laughs) And Godzilla from 2014. Of course, yes. Um, Which is 
probably the weakest of the franchise. Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> being the first one out. Yes. Um, the notable cast, we have Alexander Skarsgård as Dr. Nathan Lind, who is a monarch geologist and chief cartographer who was dealing with uh, charting uh, paths to the inner inner earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of true blood, huh? Yeah, right. Um, no wonder you had that on the brain. <laughs> um, well, no, because I that's know. literally what it felt like. I know. Um, Rebecca Hall plays Dr. Eileen Andrews, who's a monarch anthropolog- anthropological linguist, a.k.a. Um, she's basically Jane Goodall, but for King Kong. Mm-hmm. And Kaylee Hoddle as Gia, who is a deaf Iwi girl who has a bond with Kong. And uh, she was adopted by Dr. Andrews. And if you if you don't remember or don't know, the Iwi are the people who live on Skull Island. They are not technically natives. They moved there. But regardless, some people call them the natives. And Millie Bobby Brown is returning as Madison Russell, who's the uh, daughter. She likes to go by MB2. No. <laughs> um, the daughter of Mark and the late Emma Russell, also monarch scientists. And Brian Tyree Henry is Bernie Hayes, who's a former Apex employee turned conspiracy theorist. He hosts a podcast talking about uncovering shady dealings at Monarch. And I realized he's also going to be in um, the Eternals. Eternals. There we go. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's, yeah. Uh, he was also in Joker as the guy working at the uh, insane asylum. Arkham, where you had the file, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that that guy. Okay. And uh, Julian Dennison is Josh Valentine, um, Madison's friend, and he's the kid from Deadpool 2. Yes. Yeah. So those are like the big cast members. And uh, yeah, so I don't know how to talk too much about it without getting into spoilers. So so we'll do do our quick little, like, whether it's worth watching, all that stuff, and then we'll jump into our spoiler topic for anybody who actually saw it and wants to hear what we have to say about the full movie won't be a huge thing it's not it's not anatomy of episode but it's going to cover it yeah the basic way of describing this is it's a popcorn flick it's mm-hmm. you know let's take Lots of two, action. two epic monsters and throw them together right mm-hmm. that's what they did they put yes godzilla vs kong together and that's that's what you got yes it was pretty much a few big set pieces of them fighting with like small narratives between the actors that kind of like piece together the the, the trail of getting to the next big battle between mm-hmm. them, right? It, yes. That's really all it was. Exactly. Plot was very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really need to like even be told what's happening. It's yeah. pretty clear like why this is happening and how it gets to where it gets. Yeah. Um. They tried to make it a little bit more complicated, but it just doesn't really land that well. And I think it just, it's more just filler to justify why they have two giant fucking creatures fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, so really, that's what you're getting out of this. You yeah. know, we've made our jokes about the trailer with that the ship that Kong's yeah. chilling on. You know, it's like, there's no way that thing's standing, right? And, yeah. You know, we get, we get that scene, you know, there's this crazy set piece where they're in like, Hong Kong or something and it's nighttime there's all mm-hmm. these neon lights everywhere yeah it's fucking gorgeous yeah but really this whole movie is just setting up those kind of moments yes uh 
even like the way they transport, you know, like we said, the ship, you know, there's, they don't have any like concrete scientific ways that they're realistically getting these creatures where they need to get them. But like, they just, oh, we're, <laughs> we're now at this location. We're now over here. They do the Transformers thing where, yeah. uh, well, we're in, G- we're in Egypt. Oh, now we're in Antarctica. in <laughs> New York. Like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. how are you all the way around? Like, you're just jumping all over the, the world. And it's like, you just have to kind of take it as it is. That's where they need to put these characters. Yeah. Um, so if you could do that, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed with the uh, CGI on this movie. I, I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit lower, knowing that it was going to be coming to HBO. But, oh, right. I mean, obviously it was intended for theaters, but I didn't know if they maybe cut budget a bit after a certain point because of you know the whole pandemic and all that stuff. And But it, it looked good. I just again don't don't go into this movie looking for a plot. Yeah, yeah. The it's uh, thin. Yeah. <laughs> Even the actors like they don't have a whole lot of plot or acting. It's really yeah. just they're just there to kind of narrate for the viewer what's to happen. How to get from one battle to another. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they do. I will say they do open up this movie a bit with like this third act opening thing that has a lot of implications for what they could do with this franchise as a whole for these creatures. Definitely. So I'm interested to see what they do with that. They definitely have it set up for the future. Mm -hmm. It's just where we go from there is the question. Because they kind of narrated in this one that they're the last two. So it gets a little complicated with that aspect. But That's a good point. uh, I would say I, I really did enjoy it. And... Being able to just take it for what it was, I, it was a dissective for me. I had a great time watching it. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably watch it again, but like it's not one that I would probably rush back and watch over and over and over, but I really did enjoy it. I think I liked King of the Monsters more, mm-hmm. but I did really enjoy this. Yeah, I, feel, I get what you're saying. I liked this a lot because I feel like it was a lot of big action scenes and it was very like... The literally like the Hong Kong situation was like what modern like effects and film uh, filmography cinematography whatever mm-hmm. can do with that old school like Godzilla scene where he's like storming through the city mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's crazy like it's very cool it to like see candy. how far that's come yes yeah, it was it was great I yeah I'd love to kind of like see that. I don't know, like side by side with some of this like super old like black and white movies, just to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Obviously, it's gonna look way better. So, um, yeah, for yeah me, I can't. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, for so for, which one is the new one? Yeah, I was never in it for the plot. I was here for the creatures. It's just like going to a Transformers mm-hmm. movie. I'm not really usually in it for yeah. the plot because they usually focus too much on the humans. Um, in this, they didn't focus so much on the humans. Yeah, um, they gave you just enough to like make you think there's a story. And then they're like, oh, here's another thing yeah. that's a creature. At first, because <laughs> like Kong, and they kind of do this in the trailer, they, they establish that this little girl is like the only way that he really has a connection to humanity, mm-hmm. right? This little girl he, he communicates yes. with. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, well, that's kind of weird. They didn't really, they kind of just brushed over that in this movie. But like, I guess retrospect, it the Kong movie was literally in the set in the 70s or something like that, right? Yeah. It was set in... Back historical times yeah. so yeah. a lot has happened since then so i guess we just don't know 
the filler of that stuff. So yeah. I assume they would maybe make another movie for him later on where that maybe covers how he meets the girl or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And it was like an interesting shift from the typical Kong kidnapping the, the woman. Yeah, and going to, to the top of a to, building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to live on a building. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was also a dissected for me because I didn't expect it to be like some kind of Oscar winning plot. So it it's a popcorn flick, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's very good and eye candy and fun to watch. Now that said, and I'm probably going to look like a hypocrite, but when we get into our plot spoiler stuff, I will have stuff that bothered me. Yeah. But I think I was able to enjoy for what it was, despite my need to have grounded explanations for everything. Yeah. All right. So we are DTF then, it sounds like. We are DTF. Okay. <laughs> uh, so We're DTF for Godzilla and Kong. Yeah. That's a little weird. That is, a, that is an intense <laughs> sex party. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about spoilers then. Yes. Okay. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Come back. Mm-hmm. Check this part out. Otherwise, full spoilers ahead. Yes. Correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> the things that like I didn't really get with this movie, and this is something that I was like, they, they've kind of established in this movie that these were the only two creatures left until we get to the point of... The hollow world theory, right? Yes, yeah. So, when you're leaving King of the Monsters, there's a bunch of monsters still alive. Mm-hmm. A bunch of these titans. I, I keep calling them monsters. They're, they're, called, they're deemed titans, titans, right? yes. So, there was a bunch of titans that still existed by the end of that movie. Yes. They get a whole, like, roll call of them at the end of that movie. Yes. Where are all they at? How, come we, how do we get to the point that there's only two now? Did they go back to the hollow earth? Maybe we're supposed to... The only thing I think that I thought of was maybe we're supposed to believe that once they were defeated, they went back into the Hollow Earth to, like, live there instead of, like, being on regular outsiders. Well, if they're defeated, they're just killed, right? Well... The whole idea is they they fight to death. Isn't that the whole premise of this? Yeah, but maybe that... Maybe they didn't. Like, obviously they didn't. They weren't dead at the end of... Well, that would defeat the whole idea of what this movie was. The whole thing was Godzilla and Kong were going to fight to the death. And they finally were like, you know what? We can overcome our historical battles that we're supposed to have. And let's just, we're frenemies. To me, I've always interpreted it as like like a tournament. Like somebody has to be the king. Somebody has to be the winner. But the other people don't have to necessarily die. They just have to submit. So maybe I misunderstood. Okay, maybe that's what it is. I just, in my head, it was always just to the death. But maybe because I'm basing it off of... The, the baddies of the movies are always evil. Yeah. And they're there to kill. Yeah. So. So I feel like it would be a situation like there's a battle between Kong and Godzilla in this movie where Godzilla leaves mm-hmm. and he knows Kong's not dead. He sees like maybe he Talking thinks. Talking about the ship? Yeah. No, I think he legitimately thought he was he dead. He thought he was dead? Kong was playing dead in that moment. That was the whole thing. Was they turned all the lights off. They actually like yeah. the ship was like in quotes dead. Yeah. To trick Godzilla. And and Kong, if you notice, was just laying there pretending like he, like, I think his eyes were closed and stuff. Okay. I think he opened his eyes for a second. Like, he was intentionally not moving. I think he was trying to trick him into thinking he was defeated. Okay, well then there's another part towards the end where Godzilla does walk away 
because he thinks he's defeated Kong and Kong is not dead. Okay. So. I will give you that one. Okay. Obviously, Kong may be dying at that mm. point, but. Uh, let's just point out two things right there. Yeah. Both those battles. Yeah. Who won? Godzilla. Godzilla. Yes. There's no question Godzilla. Absolutely. Destroys Kong 100%. in these battles. Yes. It was very apparent. He had no chance against Godzilla. Yes. That's true. Land or water. Was that for the uh, the team Kongs out there that are listening? No, it just it's just for like the whole like I guess maybe for, I guess I don't know. It just <laughs> the whole idea that they could go toe to toe. Right. Which it's not realistic. We didn't feel like that was realistic. Like, no. Godzilla, Godzilla literally has winner. superpowers. He's yeah. got like a beam and of yeah. energy. Yeah. Like it's how is even a Makes question? No sense. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my point was that maybe it's a situation where if the other party doesn't yield. Then they do get killed. Okay. But maybe if they yield, they get to live and, like, kneel, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However the fuck that works in the Titan Kingdom. <laughs> okay. That was just my thought about it. That's an interesting take on it. And so okay. maybe the extras previously were like, well, I guess I'm not the boss. I gotta go back to Hollow Earth and do yeah. my own thing. They're like, I, I'm gonna head out now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, obviously, that wasn't crucial to the story. It just, like, right. it yeah. was something that, like the back of my head was bothering me because it's like this is a clearly a direct sequel because the device that they use to create what ends up being Mecha Godzilla, the mm-hmm. the main villain of this, which everybody fucking knew. Yes. Like it was a very stupid yeah. attempt at hiding that. Yeah. Um it was very clear Mecha Godzilla was the villain. You know, they did the the Martha approach. Yeah. Or the Mothra, have you put it? Yeah. Um, basically they took his skull mm-hmm. or his head, whatever, and then used that to like incorporate some kind of biotech mm-hmm. transfer of data mm-hmm. to control Mechagodzilla using the energy from, or, or using, or the consciousness. I, yeah, they're it, it using, was very confusing. It was like DNA consciousness or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're using the DNA link to the skull of Ghidorah. Yes. Only one of the heads. Correct, but wasn't yes. it implied that there was another head in? Was one of the heads was in the, the Mecha Godzilla or something like that, and then the other one was being used as the link? Oh, is that how it worked? I feel like they said something like that. Okay. Either way, whatever yeah. it is, yeah, they had Wi-Fi that reached out to Hong Kong. We'll, we'll just go with that, right? Yeah. Neural networks from the skull of the severed head of Ghidorah it was hobbled by its power supply's limitations. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, either way. See, this whole thing even was a whole different approach that I thought they were going. Mm-hmm. I legitimately, legitimately thought they were going the approach of taking that DNA to clone him mm-hmm. and or make a robot version of that creature. Yeah. That Titan. Ghidorah. Yeah. Which would have been fucked up. But they didn't do that. Yeah. So Missed opportunity. Uh, also, so does this imply that Apex is the, at the very least tied to the terrorist group the eco-terrorist group of that movie who had the head probably that would make sense i don't recognize the i mean i don't recognize the name being referenced but yeah, yeah. They probably are how did you feel about the whole idea of the hollow earth and the way that it worked and well the implication that there's this whole world in between like a fucking sandwich being a scientist <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that I think it's bullshit. (laughs) 
but um, that the theory was disproved. That's actually a real theory that had that mm-hmm. existed. I mean, it was yeah. I, wasn't it proven in Aquaman? Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, that's that was science right there. Yeah. Um, fish, I, fish science proved it. Fish science, yeah. So Hollow Earth is obviously that theory has been present in lots of different forms of pop culture, but it just doesn't make sense geologically and physically with the earth and how it's Mm -hmm. built so to me it's like total fantasy like i don't i'm not even entertaining well it has to be in i mean well not it has to be in this in this movie it was right because they go through like basically this like portal yes um and then gravity is opposite yeah so they have that's what caused the accident of Dr. Lin's brother was on the first expedition to mm-hmm. Hollow Earth and he was killed because mm-hmm. there was like a gravitational inversion. Which was like another, I feel like one of those situations where they're trying to like build a backstory for a character, mm-hmm. but like we don't know who the guy was. Like, unless he was in another movie and I don't recognize that character's name. Yeah, I don't recognize I, It him. felt like it just a toss away, like feel bad for this guy. It's supposed to make the journey to Hollow Earth more intense, I think, because you're you mean supposed more to... more for the character. Yeah, and more for the that Earth, because they found a way to overcome mm. the gravitational inversion, which killed everybody before. Mm. So whatever device, those like hovercraft things that Apex created, supposedly withstand the gravitational enforce. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And that's kind of where I'm saying like this movie is just about, it's about getting the the Titans to point A to point, from point A to point B. Like, yes. They throw away the science. They go, oh, well, there's science to it. It, it's, yeah. it can do the thing that it needs to do for yeah. to not kill you. Yeah. And then, like, it's essentially a Fast and Furious scene yes. going into the fucking yep. Middle Earth. Yeah, whatever. it also makes no sense because, like, if there was a situation in the middle of passing to Hollow Earth where you had all the gravity of Earth on you, then how could any of the Titans make it through? Because they are also made of matter. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not, physically doesn't make sense. Maybe because they're, it imply that they're, because they're bigger masses that they can withstand the pull and they're not going to be ripped apart. I don't know. I don't buy it. Okay. <laughs> We're not buying it, WB. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, even when they're in the ho- the hollow earth, right, it's, mm-hmm. it's this whole ecosystem of all these other big creatures and shit, right? We see some new ones. And, and that's kind of what we said earlier was like, they, they, they've opened up a way that they could go forward with this franchise, mm-hmm. right? They can now bring in all these creatures, these big apex creatures, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Yeah. To now fight against, right? If mm-hmm. they want to, yeah, they, they can even bring the movie to Hollow Earth to avoid destruction on the surface of Earth. Yeah. So you don't even have to explain. Oh well, these Titans are killing people. Mm-hmm. Now you can just have a group of people that go to this fucking Hollow Earth. Yeah. Maybe they made a station of the. Uh, you know, they made a. You know, like an Antarctic station. Yeah, which they did. In the Earth. At the end, didn't they show uh, observation? Oh, they did. I guess you're right. You're right. They did. Okay, so now you already have an excuse why there's people there. Mm -hmm. You know, they live there. And then that's where the movie takes place. Yeah. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Here's the thing that was really ridiculous about the Hollow Earth, though, is like, as far as like believing it's scientifically a thing that could happen is there was a sunset. Yep. Where the how, how how was there a sunset? No, just no. <laughs> okay. Um, gravity he- in certain areas was like non-existent. Yeah, uh, that you know what bothered me the most 
was that Godzilla just straight up drilled into it, like no problem. Mm-hmm. And then now there's no, no, it's just this direct tunnel to yes. get to Hong Kong yes. from Hollow Earth. What? Why? How? And it was a very short jump. Very short distance. <laughs> very short jump. Yeah. So that was weird because I feel like the journey into Hollow Earth was so much longer from the yeah. Antarctic You think it would have some implication on like just the Earth's stability? existence and stability and like its orbital. Uh-huh. Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? If you had any idea how science worked. Yeah. Um, so, again, that's like why this is just one of those, just take it for what it is. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the science behind any of it is just not there. Yeah. Apparently, Kong is now fucking Thor. Yes. He's got a hammer. Mm-hmm. An axe. An axe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Stormbreaker. Well, Storm- yeah. he's got yeah. Stormbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> or, I guess... Mecha Stormbreaker. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing was just weird. It didn't make sense. But it, it, if you it, try, it, you tr- don't try to understand it. <laughs> just watch it. It and absorbs the- Godzilla radioactive energy blast as, yeah. as a, a energy source. It yes. It's it, it's fun and it's very satisfying to see Godzilla and Kong team up against Mecha Godzilla, but yes. like I will say it I don't feel like it was earned as far as like the rivalry that they had, this passionate like distaste they had for each yeah, other. It, it just felt like they only were fighting because they had to. Yeah. I'll fight you. Cassian said I had to Cassian said I had to. <laughs> yeah. You know, it didn't feel like they really had this passion like they needed to fight them. Yes. And so that part, I think, was uh, whatever. It, it didn't do it for me as far as like when Godzilla was like, oh, I'll let you live. And, yeah. You know, it just kind of like. Yeah. Another, uh, I have one more huge complaint as far as scientific plot holes was the fucking monorail thing that the kids got on. The like, mm-hmm. whatever, where they're inside with the eggs of the fucking face things or yeah. what were they called? can't remember. I don't remember what they're called. Yeah. So they were just those things from the Kong from movie. the Kong movies, yeah. So the fact that they're they're people, they're inside that thing. You can see like the little like monorail car, I guess we'll say. Mm-hmm. You can see the speed that it's supposedly going, and it goes up to like six hundred oh, miles yeah. per hour, and they're just standing there. No, yeah. you're fucking not. I guess the I guess the uh, the argument is. Or explanation is they have some kind of anti-gravitational or anti-force. No, I call bullshit. <laughs> inside the thing yeah. that's stopping them well, from feeling see- the movement. I, you know, like in, in like space movies where they yeah. have that kind of shit on ships where you don't feel the ship moving. Yeah, right? In I get space, it. even though you're going hella fast. Yeah. It's probably supposed to be that kind of concept. Yeah. You bring up a good point. The Just their whole role in this movie. I feel like it was very tacked on. Uh-huh. It was not necessary. And I think it could have been fine without them. Yes. They just... And I'm going to be honest. They just wanted Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. They wanted MB2. Yeah. That's all it was. Yes. They wanted her mm-hmm. for the name. Yes. So how can we fit her in? That's all it was. Yeah. And it was not necessary. If anything, it did the character a disservice since the first one she was in, the King of the Monsters. Yeah. Um, and it felt very Transformersy, like the first movie where there's like that group of, uh, I don't know, like engineers or whatever that were like, "Oh, we're gonna figure this out on the side, and then yeah. we're gonna somehow tie in at some point, but it's not really relevant." And yeah. 
we're just there to be there. Yeah. Felt like that. Yeah. I, I agree. The kid from Deadpool 2. Sorry, I don't know his name off the top of my head. Julian. <laughs> I feel like he was not funny. Yeah. It was fine. Like I, I feel like he was intended to be the comedic relief, but he just was not funny. Yeah. And I just could have done without that whole group. Yeah. I, it was like literally just a random way to discover Mechagodzilla. Again, it was a plot. Yeah. It was just like their little breadcrumbs of like, okay, well, this is yeah. why we're going to Apex. And this is how we now discover that Mechagodzilla exists yeah, but... before Godzilla and King Kong figure it out. Yeah, it was just weird because like if you had just waited, like we didn't even need them to discover Mechagodzilla because five seconds later, Godzilla discovered Mechagodzilla. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, it definitely feels like the humans in this mm-hmm. were extras. Like they, they weren't. We didn't need them. And usually, that's what you want, right? Yeah, you yeah. usually want that kind of thing in this movie, and yeah. I, I think that's fine. But if you're gonna do it, do it in a way that they even needed to be there to begin with. Don't just yeah. like throw them in there to say that they're there. Right. Um, let's talk about Mecha Godzilla a little bit. So, how did you feel about the design of the character? I feel personally like it was very disappointing it mm-hmm. didn't feel like a big menacing presence like it should have like it didn't yeah. it didn't even have the shape of godzilla right it was very like skinny and i don't know it just something was off about it i guess that they were trying to make it like a modern take mm-hmm. of what it would look like in a realistic manner of building this big giant dino yeah (laughs) but it just didn't work for me that it looked really dumb yeah i didn't love it but i don't know i can see why they went that route because of they were Mm -hmm. trying to do the very like mechanical i don't know it was it feels like they were focused more on adding weapons to it than Mm -hmm. making it look actually like godzilla yeah yeah and that was actually something that surprised me too was that it had like rockets that shot out its back so like oh yeah. i didn't even think that was gonna be a thing i just figured it was just gonna be brute force and mm-hmm. energy blasts um which they did yeah but uh undecidedly much like kong had no chance against godzilla it felt like mecha godzilla was basically the superior apex predator here yeah right? he had like literal missiles coming out of him <laughs> like how do like you... godzilla couldn't couldn't take him off granted Kong and Godzilla just brawled, like, right before. So they were probably tired, they were probably sore, but it felt like they clearly had to be working together in order to even take out this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously the axe comes into play, that's the whole fucking concept of it, is the axe is what he uses, Kong uses to help destroy Mechagodzilla. Mm -hmm. It all just felt, like, coincidental, like... You know, oh, this axe takes the energy from Godzilla. Oh, thank God I have a Godzilla that's my buddy right now. And now I can energize his axe and fuck up this robot Godzilla. Yeah. It was very coincidental. Yeah. I don't know. I think just don't look too far into it and it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, that's basically the premise of it. it, I really... I, I hope that we get more because I did enjoy... What they did, I just wish they made it a little bit more. I guess maybe make it a two part. Uh, do you think that would have been too much? How so? Like Kong versus Godzilla versus Kong could literally have been just a movie about them, mm-hmm. and then you can be setting up the seeds that there may be something else going on here. Okay. 
you know, and that yeah. was the big thing that bothered me about this movie too was they really tried to emphasize, oh, Godzilla's doing some evil shit and we yeah. don't know why. But like, it was like, it's very clear that he's following a signal that somebody's fucking with him. Like, it's, yeah. we know he's not the bad guy. You don't have to try and pretend like he is. Yeah. We know what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. I am interested to see uh, where this, what's his name? The conspiracy guy, Bernie, in his podcast talks about the, so the stuff, the data that he downloaded Mm -hmm. indicated some shady shit going on in the Pensacola uh, location, which we weren't at in this movie. So do we know where that area is? In Florida, Pensacola, Florida. Oh, okay. But what? I mean, I'm assuming he didn't say, but okay. I'm assuming. Um, so, but that's as part of. Do you think that's like a setup for a for future an, thing? I think it might be. I think we'll see like a updated. Uh, Maybe that's what the other head of Ghidorah is. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think this is gonna be like an updated Ghidorah? Mm-hmm. Um, cybernetic creature that's gonna be created. It could be maybe like maybe more of like a hybrid cyborg one. Yeah, that'd be interesting. They'll obviously have to learn from their mistakes since they weren't well, able to. Well, I mean, the the that was the kind of thing. It was like the 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 villain, I guess, guy of this movie is like the head of the fucking company, right? Yes. Yeah. Presumably, he's dead now. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I enjoyed it for the most part. All of my questions have only made me want more of it. Now, I haven't been like yeah. you didn't do a good enough job. You just made me be like, oh, well, now I don't want you to do more, so I can get what I want out of this. Yeah, yeah, true. So yeah, I think this would have been better if it was a two-part thing. Make the Godzilla vs. Kong its own movie, and then you can kind of bread trail into, and then end credit scene into the fucking big reveal that there was some cybernetic shit being worked on at the end. Don't mm-hmm. even give away what it is. What Just it? that it's a cybernetic thing. Yeah. And then the next one can be the Mecha Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to call it that. You, you know, you could... Make up some generic name that's yeah implied, but don't give it away. Yeah. And then people are going to be hyped for that. Yeah. Because I feel like they could have dug a little bit more into, like, building their rivalry. hmm You know? And then they can both be in the next movie and have to work together. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, give a deciding winner in this movie. Yeah. And then the next movie, they have to put it aside. Yeah. I mean, they didn't do it, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah. Uh, it's definitely worth watching if anybody has it. I, I really, I had a good time. Yes. It's a, a literal popcorn flick. Definitely. All right. All right. That's it for our movies and TV section. Yes. Don't forget to check out our separate bonus episode for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode three, that we will be reviewing. Um, and if you're interested... Definitely uh, stick around for our gaming section right after this. But in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite service. And if you have time, please go over to iTunes and or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called these days, and leave us a review because we would like people to know that we're cool. (laughs) That we are cool. That's the only way that people find out about things, apparently, is on those this is on that service. We're so. just gonna get a. We're gonna get bombarded with reviews. You're not cool. Oh, I was gonna go <laughs> oh. out of. You you are cool, okay. or these guys are cool. I hope so. Please do that. 
or uh, the best one, please somebody do this. Yeah. What's cooler than being cool? <laughs> Steven and Jessica. Yeah. Not ice cold. <laughs> yes. Uh, so also definitely check out our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFpod. Email us at DTFpod at gmail.com or check out our website, DTFcast.com. All right, let's get into our gaming. Yes. Uh, a lot lighter section, which... It happens. Works out, because we had a heavier load, I feel like, with stuff to talk about. Heavier load. <laughs> heavier load. Like laundry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're airing our laundry, only it's our opinions yeah. on pop culture yeah. shit. We need extra uh, detergent pods in there, because yeah. it was a heavier load. I don't know why it can't just be liquid. Like, just yeah. why can't it just be detergent anymore? Like, these pods, I feel like they don't do that great of a job. Yeah. You know, we got one now that we have to, like, oh, you got to strategize where you put the pods in the fucking <laughs> washing machine in I, order for it to actually do it. I think job. Those pods like, what are, is happening? Just, the, those pods are meant for people that have to go to, like, laundromats or downstairs to the laundry facilities in their apartments. So you don't have to carry a big old jug. So in that case... Yeah, or they're meant for tweens who want to get high. Yeah. And or die. And or die, yeah. (laughs) Don't eat Tide Pods. This is not a sponsored... uh... Which was even a joke in the fucking Godzilla vs. Kong we just watched. Oh yeah, that's true. Or at that point. I feel like, wasn't there even a stupid Fortnite dance joke? Yes, there was. Was that that movie or was it something else? No, that was in... um... See, that's how you know we're in a problem in this world when... There's so many of them, you don't even know which property you just saw it in. That was in Funky Brewster. Okay. <laughs> well, We're watching too many things. Yeah. Rapid fire. Retroactively, I'm burning Funky Brewster now. Yeah. Because of that. Because of that? Okay. All right. Let's get into our gaming uh, releases. PlayStation has their PlayStation Plus lineup as of April 6th. It's going to have Oddworld Soulstorm, which is the remake remaster of oddworld 2 from the original playstation time uh it's exclusive to the ps5 owners though so you won't get this if you have the ps4 unfortunately sony wants you to hate each other yeah (laughs) uh days gone is going to be a part of playstation plus this month uh it's also on the playstation collection if you have a ps5 so you don't have to really worry about it if you don't if you only have PS4 and you've never played this, I cannot stress this enough. Go play this game. It is so good. I think it might be better than The Last of Us. That's probably like a hot take, huh? It's, it's better gameplay, in my opinion, with just as good of a story. Hmm. It is a hot take. Okay. Uh, this game had a lot of problems in the beginning of its launch, and people were like, oh, fuck this game. I think it was because naturally people compared it to Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Very fun game. Starts out a bit slow, but once you upgrade your bike a little bit, the world opens up more. It gets more enjoyable. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think people should check it out. Uh, and then Zombie Army 4 Dead War is also a part of PlayStation Plus this month. Hmm. I've played like three, I think, back on Game Pass. It's a very generic zombies mode type thing, like Call of Duty, but mm-hmm. it's its own thing. So, why not? If you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. I'll probably check it out. Xbox Games with Gold. They have Vikings, Wolves, and Midgard, and Dark Void, both on April 1st. So those are already there. 
Dark Void is the I played that one. It's a 360 game. It's pretty much like a third person cover shooter where you're fighting these alien robot things on this like uncharted style okay. adventure. It's pretty fun. It's it's what you expect out of a 360 game, but yeah. it it's worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, and then April 16th, Truck Racing Championship and Hard Corpse Uprising. Safe to say, Games with Gold is, again, not the best lineup versus the PlayStation Plus lineup. But, you know, they want you to get Game Pass. Exactly. So, that's what's happening. Uh, multi-platform, we have Star Wars Republic Commando. This is a game that came out back on, like, the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... I think it's based around the Clone Wars of the Star Wars Episode 2. Okay. Um, where you basically are a elite squad of clone troopers. Mm-hmm. And you, it's kind of like you control all four and kind of strategize and give them commands to go and fight. And it's a first-person shooter. It's, okay. It's fun. It's, it, graphically, it was outdated on the port that I played recently, but I assume they've kind of polished off the graphics a bit with this one. So, Probably. Um, that's coming out for both PS4 and Switch as of April 6th. Yeah. All right. A couple more announcements. Uh, Final Fantasy 14, which has been out for a long time, uh, is coming to PS5 with an open beta. It's going to come out on April 13th, along with the update 5.5 for the game. Also, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga will be delayed for an undisclosed amount of time. They Yeah, they just said in their, their tweet, uh, we won't be able to make our intended spring release date, but we'll provide updated launch timing as soon as possible. This game is surprising that it's not out yet because I want to say it was, what, E3 2019? Was that the last one we went to? I think so. I mean, so. it had to have been, right? 2020 yeah. didn't have one. Right. Uh, we saw, we sat in on like the developer doing like their whole, watch them play the demo on yes. a big screen versus playing it yourself. Yeah. Um, and it felt like they had a good amount of polish on the demo. So like maybe they were just like, we only have a portion of the game done. We're working on most of it still. Mm-hmm. But it's been two years now, right? Yeah. It's coming up on two years. So like, I'm kind of surprised that this game is not out yet. They must have just been far more interrupted by the pandemic than I would have expected. Yeah, that has to be it. Yeah. It looked cool. It's about what you expect with a Star Wars game. It looked like it was more open world than they typically are. Mm-hmm. They're usually level-based, I think. All right, I got a couple of quick news stories for you. Call of Duty uh, cheating software has been contaminated with malware a little bit recently. There's been a campaign by hackers to try and get Warzone players to download a fake cheating engine. And if they do, they get malware that infects their computer. Um, the recent campaign seems to have had the goal of using gamers' GPU to mine cryptocurrency, according to Vice. Basically... Uh, you so go steal from people? No. Through a program? No, they're using your processing power to basically there's like cheaters forums apparently that people go to to try to download stuff for cheating for mm. games and you go on and find this one that's supposed to help you do whatever the fuck it is. You download it, it infects your computer and then drops in another program in the background which then siphons processing power from your PC to use for whatever weird program shit they're doing in the background to help them mine cryptocurrency. So basically they're remotely using your computer to commit crimes. Yes. So they're not the ones... Yes. 
who have evidence on their computer. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this did not turn out how I thought it was. I thought it was a a combat against cheaters putting malware in the software that they would use. Mm. So this is them just being bigger cunts than they already were. Yeah, this is just cheaters getting fucked, which is fine to me. Because there's... This is just uh, hackers in the background are putting this something... They're basically getting people who download cheats to have a problem. So it is what that is? Yes. Well, this this sounds like... The description sounds like it's the people cheating and hacking are the ones who are doing it to normal players. There's a difference between cheaters and hackers in this story. That's, That's the confusing part. So cheaters are the people that are downloading the mods. Hackers are other people who are posting the theoretical... It's like looking like... It looks like a mod. Okay. And then it's not actually a mod, and it just gives them malware. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, it's very... Maybe I explained that incorrectly, but sorry. Either way. uh, I mean, whatever category you fall under, if you don't just play the fucking game to play the game, fuck you. I don't like hackers, but I am okay with hackers (laughs) if they're uh, targeting people who are cheating. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So like a, a hacker vigilante? Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, the newest season of Fortnite is called Primal, and it has fucking raptors. It seems like they're just getting everything on the planet that you like and mm-hmm. putting it into the game that you will never I'm play. I'm convinced that I'm the only person in the world who doesn't play Fortnite, and Epic is really trying to they're, push the boundaries to get me on They're there. really trying to recruit you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also don't play, but it, it seems yeah, like they're it, definitely targeting you. It always pisses me off because i'll see like a character i like you know they had the xenomorph they had the mm-hmm. fucking aliens they had captain america they had you yeah. know marvel characters mm-hmm. dc characters yeah. batman joker yeah it's like motherfuckers yeah why can't we get other games getting these fucking things yeah. why is fortnite the exception yeah such bullshit so but yeah i guess after a recent patch they had um they had previously, in the last few days, seen a bunch of giant eggs scattered throughout the map that were cracking, so it was kind of hinting at something. Yeah, and the after, cracking. Yeah, and after the last patch, now you have raptors roaming the game alongside, like, wolves and sharks. My question is, sharks? Sharks is are roaming the... Roaming the map? I don't... Uh, probably there's, water areas. It's an island, so I Unless guess... Unless there's sand sharks. Who knows? But I read this and I was like, or sharks? Or street sharks. It could yeah. be street sharks. yeah. You don't know that reference at all, do I don't. You? It was a gimmick attempt at being <laughs> the next Ninja Turtles. Oh, Street the, Sharks. Yeah, Street Sharks in the 90s. <laughs> they had four guys who were transformed into shark people. Oh my gosh. And then they like, they eat, uh, was it hamburgers? They, they, they yeah. They, <laughs> so it was like blatant they, I believe Ninja it was hamburgers. They just like, they eat a lot of hamburgers. Mm-hmm. And then they burrow into the ground and then you see their shark fin just fucking up the streets what because they okay. they swim in the, the in the ground. asphalt is fine yeah yeah okay cool 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 cool, cool. <laughs> yeah I've never heard it of was that. fine yeah it was it was not the same gold mine but it it was all right yeah anyway clearly fortnite's trying to recruit you and yeah. they're just pulling out all the stops what is there something that would get you to play i'm just curious because Fortnite's obviously listening, so. Well, here's my question is, are these things, like, temporary? Like, do these characters, can you get these characters permanently? Or are they just, like, you had to have played when they had them and then now they're gone? That part like, of- can I go and play as uh, with those characters I liked in the past that they, they had? I never. 
jumped in. See, that part I'm not sure about. I know that these raptors are, like, random, and so you're not even mm. guaranteed to see one where you're fucking going. Yeah. Maybe... They haven't done Ninja Turtles, have they? I don't think so. Yeah, they probably wouldn't do it for me, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just... On the topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Transformers, maybe. Okay. But, like, you couldn't really do that because they're just people. So... Yeah. Unless it's just, like, shrunk down to be, you know... Your people size, but you are the Transformers. Right. Like, I guess if they want to do that, I could, yeah, maybe. But I'd rather them just make a game that's cool like that for Transformers. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what what property would do it for me. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to think like maybe Jurassic Park, because like this kind of you know because of the Raptors, yeah. but like I was like no, because like they'd have to have like a like a giant T Rex roaming around. Yeah. That could like fuck everybody up yeah. while they're trying to shoot each other. Yeah. You know? That mm-hmm. would be cool. Yeah. But, no, I don't think that... No. Probably uh, nothing. It, I kind of thought... Dragon Ball Z, maybe? Okay. If you could use the energy blast and shit. Yeah. You could just play Kakarot. No, nah, I would want Vegeta. Or oh. Gohan, Super Saiyan 2. Okay. Or Trunks. Trunks would be fucking legit. Super <laughs> Trunks. Super Trunks. Okay. He's got really cool hair when he fucking uh-huh. does his uh, between first and second form. Mm-hmm. It's just the coolest haircut. I, okay. It's a shame I don't have hair because I could do it for you. Oh, but... yeah. <laughs> you have to show me. Sometime. If only I had hair. <laughs> I used to like draw that fucking version of him like, all the time in like middle school i was a fucking weirdo oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's why i don't have hair it's karma god oh. was like fuck you oh, fuck you you just ruined hair for everyone yeah <laughs> all right um on the topic of battle royale though apex legends is apparently you're going to receive some titanfall content in the next season five update Respawn apparently was in a panel for something and they spoke about the next season and they said that uh, they're gonna Bring in some stuff. Quite a bit, actually. Uh, we do know that, like, the universe is tied to the same thing. I think Titanfall takes place in, like, a wartime before the events of Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, post-Titanfall. Uh, but there are some guns that are in the game you can use, which are from Titanfall. So whether they're going to bring in actual Titans would be really fucking interesting. I don't know if that's a possibility, but we'll see. I guess I could do the T-Rex trial, like I just said, with the Fortnite. Yeah. Is have them roaming and fucking things up for everybody. True. All right. So, not a game I really play, because I don't have friends that want to play it. And I feel like at this point, I'll just get my ass kicked, because everybody else is like, who plays it is just like, all about it, you know? Yeah. The entry level is just not there anymore, I feel like. It's too late. Right. A bit of bad news for anybody who uh, really likes the Ninja Gaiden series and was looking for some uh, remasters. Uh, the code source for 1 and 2 have been lost. Apparently talking to IGN, uh, Team Ninja said that they were unable to salvage the code for the original versions of Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2. So the only versions they can use for their new remaster or their new master collection is going to be the uh, Sigma version and Sigma 2. Which I think are like the more complete, polished versions, like updated stuff to them. Mm-hmm. So like they are the in definition the superior versions, anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, they couldn't go back and use those if they wanted to. So what does that mean, though? Basically, any 
outside of Xbox, they can't really make remasters for oh, those games. Bummer. So Ninja Gaiden Black and Ninja Gaiden Two will not be possible outside of Xbox. Okay. Unfortunately. That sucks. I mean, I I was like confused because like why can't they just take the code from the Xbox and then whatever they do, I'm not, I'm not a developer. Yeah, I don't know what they do yeah. to to put it on another console. But like, wouldn't there be some kind of Translation. Transformation they can do with the code. Yeah, like whatever they do for Sony something. or Switch or whatever. Yeah, it seems like you'd be able to port it at least. Yeah. Maybe this is like their fucking excuse as to why they're not going to let them have it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Because I mean, technically, Microsoft owns Team Ninja now, right? They bought them, so it's possible. Right. And speaking of buying things, apparently, a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers for Nintendo, the original. Uh, sold for $660,000 through Heritage Auctions. Jesus. This makes it the most expensive game collectible recorded ever at this point. Wow. Didn't we talk about yep. a couple? We did. I, one was like Mario 3. I don't remember how much it was. I want to say it was like 300 and something thousand. Yep. Mm-hmm. But wasn't there also a Mario 1 that yes. was like maybe 100 and something thousand? Yes. We've so talked this about like this big, twice now, so they're really just... This uh, is a big jump from yeah. what that one was. Yes. Apparently, this version of the game is also missing the trademark symbol in the corner of the box. Oh. Which doesn't really mean anything for somebody who collects it, because it doesn't you know, matter. They're not going to use it. But, mm-hmm. like, a, it helps date the box to, mm-hmm. I guess, they've they've established it's from the fourth printed run of the game. Okay. Because it doesn't have that, which didn't that's start, because that didn't start until like 1987. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Imagine having so much money. <laughs> you can spend that much. You can spend over half a million dollars on an, a game copy that you're never going to play. Yeah, right? What the fuck planet are we on? I have a, a sealed copy of Blades of Steel for Game Boy. Only because, like, my grandpa, like, bought it for me for, like, Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. Or my birthday, like, a long time ago. Yeah. When I was, like, a young lad. A young lad. And then he forgot. And so he never gave it to me. And... <laughs> <laughs> what? That didn't go where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> and so we found it when... I think they found it when we were uh, cleaning out his house after he passed away. Oh. And, uh... So I have a, a sealed copy of that game. I have no idea if it's worth anything. That's amazing. But like, it's just kind of like I'm never gonna open it. Just yeah. Because like at this point, I'm never gonna play it anyways. Yeah. And it might be worth something. Yeah. And honestly, I'd probably never sell it anyways. But just yeah. to say I had it would be really fucking cool. Yeah, that's true. That's so funny. I mean, of all games, right? A yeah. hockey fucking game. Come on, of yeah. course. Of course. That's pretty. That's a pretty good story. Thanks. <laughs> Now I'm going to feel obligated to have a really cool story every week. Yeah, so well. I better start making some up. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> I don't have cool <laughs> stories, so. <laughs> All right. That is it for our gaming news this week. And that is it for our episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. Definitely don't forget to check out our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast service, especially if it's Apple-related, so that we can see our score. We'd love to have some feedback and know how we're doing. Also, you can check out our website, dtfcast.com, or send us an email directly at dtfpod at gmail.com.
That's it for episode 86 of Dissecting This Fiction. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>